you caught on, huh? It's a nine now. That that never really caught on, did it? No, I don't think so. Nah. <laughs> hey, they. Um, I don't know what he was going for on that. All I know is that that Joel just turned the 0-2 to the 0-3, dog. Hey, the celebration was kind of weak, though. <laughs> hey, but fuck the spritzers. Who's the spritzers? I don't know. That's what Drake said. And then he put a picture of Joel with some crazy hair. He said, anyway, it's a three-point game, 30 seconds. Yeah. 50. Oh, shit. I'm a little behind. I'm at 56 seconds. Since we're on the lag, I, I won't. Oh, and then he swells it. Fuck. Wow. Yeah, I mean, Middleton went out, so it's kind of like. Yeah, so we're just watching. We're just watching the uh, fucking the Bulls versus the Bucks right now. Game what, two? Game two. This is a live pod. This is a live pod indeed. Why do they call him Debo? I don't know. You know, Caruso got that manscape. <laughs> what you mean? He got a manscape deal? Yeah. I saw I saw him on the commercials. That's funny. I don't do you have one of those? No disrespect, but it seemed like a regular trimmer. Um, no, nah, I just got a regular, like, like trimmer from Target or some shit. Honestly, though, if we being serious, yeah, it's over. There the, the, the old school trimmers that are like scissors, but they're, they're the, you've seen those? Uh, the shears type yeah. shit? No, nah, honestly, I'm going to be straight up. I don't even, <laughs> I don't even shave no more. I'm just hey. going. I just go straight bush. Hey, wait! <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Damn! Hey, I no, know. no. Honestly, like it's natural. Like that's how that's how my ancestors were in nature. For real. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna share, I'm gonna share my screen real quick. These are right. the, these are the joints I'm talking about. These joints. Oh, what the fuck? That seemed a little dangerous. I think this before they had electricity. <laughs> <laughs> this what before the fuck Big, is that? Big Ben came along. That looked like it's going to hurt. <laughs> that looked like that shit going to get stuck. Ain't got a video of this motherfucker. Oh, look at this. Come on, man. Come on, Poonjan. No. <laughs> What is it? Right now. All right, I'm going to turn off this game. I ain't got no sound, though. Does the sound work if you share it still? I'm curious. Uh, nah. Hey, wait. This is some ASMR shit. Hey, what? Hey, <laughs> shit. Yo, that fade is trash. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Why he do mans like that? Yo, my man. Nah, he gonna clean it up. He gonna clean it up. Um, Yo, look at his face, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, nah, bro. I'm not using that shit on my body. Yo. No, nah, nah, you got me fucked up. Yo, he giving him the Edgar. <laughs> Yo, my man's dying down there. 
Yeah, he's just going in dry too. Pause. <laughs> For real. Um, I mean, it's kind of clean now. This the end. Um, fucking. I remember you was in a you was in a phase where you was using the old fashioned uh mustache fucking razor. Yeah, the um, my girl uses that now for her legs and shit. Mm. Where you like change out the blades and stuff, like it's like in a flat top or whatever the fuck. And then there's like the the next level, the the people that just take like like the barbers, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. And then the next level, where you just Rambo, you just use your Bowie knife. Ooh. Um. All right, so welcome to the No Bow Pod. We back. We back. Sorry for the. Sorry for the hiatus. I know you got. I heard you went to Coachella weekend one. You got lost. <laughs> <laughs> you got lost for a couple of days. I got lost in the Yuma tent. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will be reporting back after weekend two to give you my assessment. Okay. Okay. Of best performances. The weekend looked a little, looking like he, he's been enjoying quarantine meals. You think? Um, I thought he looked a little solid. He looking kind of, He's always been thick though. That's true. That's true. I saw a video, a screenshot or not screenshot, a, a recording where he played like a, a voicemail from Bella Hadid at Coachella. What the fuck? What did the voicemail say? It, hey, it's me. I miss <laughs> you. <laughs> I miss you. Wait, really? Yes. Yes, what bro. The, he dirty. I, I'm going to have to pull it up on Twitter, but. She got a new man and everything. He kind of. Oh, he yeah, weak for sure. That's what I'm saying. Um. Welcome to the Noble Pod. Oh shit, man! I have my sound turned off and everything. Uh, we back episode three. Oh wait, wait, is it episode three? Yeah, we did uh uh 2001 Space Odyssey first. We did Shiny episode two, and then we back with the Clockwork Orange episode three. Put the threes on them um fucking what's up what's good you was uh you was uh you was a little mia for a bit because you didn't want to fucking finish the movie or something yeah off top it was uh it, it was it took me a while to get through this movie what happened bro just there's something about like the aesthetic of uh like the you ever seen gangs in new york uh i've seen parts of it but not the whole thing yeah okay so like the aesthetic of like gangs in new york kind of like old school like london i i Mm -hmm. I don't know i can't get into that vibe i see i see Um, but i see i see the vision yeah um interesting fucking movie dude this one was definitely uh kind of astray from the shit that he was doing or the the other two that we reviewed <clears throat> it's crazy the uh the the range he has <laughs> yeah for real um apparently this is based also off of a book as well mm-hmm. um so yeah clockwork orange we're back with another Kubrick review and rank 
Um, <clears throat> this movie came out February 2nd, 1972. Um, starring Malcolm McDowell, who plays Alex. Patrick McGee, who plays Frank, the old man. Adrian Corey, uh, Anthony Burgess, Michael Bates, plays the chief guard. Um, but pretty much this whole movie is just focused on Alex. It's about this one dude. Um, yeah, fucking. Uh, so I was watching a Bucks lost, lost, right? I didn't, I didn't finish yeah, Bucks it. Bucks, Bucks <clears throat> um, yeah, basically, let's see what this, how this movie was received. Um, this is the first time. So I've always heard of this movie, but I never knew what it was about. And this is the, when I first watched it. I was like, what the fuck is this, dude? This was not what I was expecting at all. I was getting it confused with. Um, ah, fucking one flew over the cuckoo's nest. Mm, I was, I've never seen that. I was getting that confused with this movie. And I always thought they were kind of like similar for some reason. But this movie's like way more like dystopian like steampunky mm-hmm. not not really steampunky but like 1980 1981 george orwell type like big brother type shit i don't know it was, sure. real, it was real weird um it takes place in london met with me it, it doesn't it do, I, I don't remember them saying a date i just know it's in the future right yeah yeah it's just something it's, yeah it's supposed to be in the future from when he made it um box office Grossing 41 million in the US, about 73 million overseas for worldwide total of 114 million on a budget of $1.3 million, dude. That was pretty crazy. Um, so apparently a lot of fucking people like this, especially in the UK. <laughs> they like that shit. They like that weird shit. In uh, it. In it. Um, rentals of 2.5 million in the UK was the number three film for 1973 behind live and let die and the godfather interesting that's a tough year to come out (laughs) yeah that's kind of hard though um american version clockwork orange was given an x rating in its original release hey wait that's underrated we don't get many x rated anymore um later kubrick replaced approximately 30 seconds of sexually explicit footage from two scenes with less explicit action to obtain an r rating um <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> because of its expli- ex- explicit sex and violence the national catholic office for motion pictures rated it c condemned a rating for which forbade roman catholics from seeing the film damn that's your that's your tribe right there i feel like if you i feel like that's like a badge of honor if you can get a film <laughs> that like the catholics are like nah you you can't watch this bro it was rated condemned that's crazy and it was still number three behind fucking godfather that year that's crazy um so yeah this movie this movie got nominated for a bunch of awards too it didn't win any academy awards though or any british film academy awards british film awards but yeah this movie was uh honestly it was better so the more the more I sat with it and kind of studied it, the more I liked it. And the more mm-hmm. I like, I kind of understood what he was going for in the moment. I was kind of on the same thing where I was like, fuck, this is kind of tough to get through. Like, it's not really my vibe per se, like just coming straight out the gate. Um, 
there was a lot of weird fucking mumbo jumbo in there where like this dude's using a lot of weird slang and i was like okay and um but like i watched it the first time i kind of sat with it and then i like read some stuff about it watched some videos and i was like oh shit this thing's kind of woke actually went back watched it a second time and i was like okay i see i i I like i understand what it's going for more now um but yeah what are your what are your initial thoughts pre-spoilers oh pre-spoilers yeah no uh, uh, initial thoughts um there was a lot a lot of like major themes throughout the film i think like whether for good or bad like there was once again a lot of sexual things uh yeah. forceful a lot of like control like the aspect of control and yeah and um like giving them will. the old giving them the old in out in out with the with the chip uh what does he call them bro he was using so many weird like it's like a words. whole different language yeah straight up and i didn't know like what dialect that was like is that like uk slang or was that like i feel like no. he was using russian words at some point too yeah no exactly it was it was a completely new slang that i guess they 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 had a linguistic person kind of in the same way that um game of thrones invented their own language you know yeah yeah yeah, yeah. or whatever Mm -hmm. but yes there there is like a mix of of russian in there that's crazy a fractured adolescent slang composed of slavic languages especially russian english and cockney rhyming slang yeah um so yeah it was very would you did you you still like did you like it or you still not is not your jam um it wasn't really my jam but i like i like the the overall messages that he was he was trying to put out there and the questions Mm. that he wants like the audience to think about i i I appreciated that it made Mm. me did think um you know who's in the right in this situation is there even anybody in the right yeah um let's see what we got going on here okay yeah we can jump into the plot if you want unless you got any other things to say or you want to bring up topics beforehand unrelated to the movie or related to the movie it's up to you i'm feeling whatever right now what'd you think of the milk the milk uh the uh he says a uh, milk plus where they're all <laughs> drinking the fucking milk that shit was weird um i don't know if that was like supposed to be something for something else or that was just i don't they have a place called the milk bar where mm-hmm. it's like yeah um the corova or something yeah like but like isn't there something like in like around us that called the milk bar or no i or remember there was one in san francisco yeah okay that's what it was yeah there was um, I don't think they serve milk there, though, right? <laughs> I think it wasn't just a club. Yeah, maybe it was based off of this. Wouldn't, wouldn't oh, be surprised. Maybe, honestly, SF is pretty weird like that. Yeah. Um, like, yeah, like, like, like an ironic thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. It was, I, I thought they should have been drinking orange juice, in my opinion, but would have been a little more on, on the nail, but, um, yeah, I don't know. Would you? Would you? I'm not a big fan of milk, anyways. Like, I'll drink it, but 
it's kind of just kind of gross to me like if i drink too much uh, but it was it was like it was like drugs basically yeah yeah i got him ready for that ultra violence hey chill. hey wait hey honestly though you drink uh oat milk i do but not but actually oat I milk is fire bro just oh. by itself i'll have a couple i'll have a couple of chocolate chip cookies with the oat milk no it. yeah i mean like with cereal or just whatever but like like i fuck with oat milk because i was drinking i was drinking almond milk for the longest time and then i i saw that oat milk shit and i was like wait what's this and i saw that ad that that did dude that that that, that guy did he was uh, like it was like during like it was on tv at one point for like the finals or something like super bowl or some shit yeah and he was like i, think I, I remember that he was like at a piano and he was like singing about goat uh, cows and shit and like not drinking cow milk. And then he was talking about like oat milk and I was like, wait, what's this? So I tried it out and I was like, this is fire, dude, because it's like it's like a little more thick than the almond milk. Pause and like, but it tastes pause. Like, yeah. Anyways, you uh, I was just you take ready. you take it like that. Yeah, just thick and straight. Pause. Um. um. <laughs> <laughs> nah, you weird for that. The uh, I tried to make oat milk one time. What? Well, yeah. Oh, just by getting oats and just like soaking them. Yes. <laughs> Does it work, bro? I think they. <laughs> I, well, we well we did it over here one time, and I think it took. I think it had to soak for like a couple days, and um, you definitely need all that like additive sugar shit to get yeah. it to taste like because this shit didn't. It just tastes like t- like dirty water, <laughs> <laughs> like chalky water. Yeah, and like it it would separate, so you would always have to shake it. Uh, it was it, yeah, nah. That's hella funny. Um, yeah. So Clockwork Orange, directed by Stanley Kubrick. Alex, uh, I mean, um, I forgot his name. Malcolm McDowell plays Alex. Um, he's basically the main character. Let's uh, let's just jump into the plot. All right. Let's get into it. All right, so this um, this movie opens up with a shot of Alex on his eye, mm-hmm. and it like zooms out of his eye, and it's just one of his eyes, and he's wearing like fake lashes. On one, and then um, he's sitting there, and he's basically sitting surrounded by his his droogs, as he calls them, his homies, and they're all just sitting at the at the back of this bar or whatever this little lounge. And um, uh, did you notice the did you notice the intro song? Uh, was it the Beethoven song? No, it was. I think it was. It it literally sounded almost exactly like the Shining song. the you know it might have been because i noticed that in the other two movies um one of the symphony songs that he uses in 2001 he uses in the shining as well yeah so i think he does like reuse some of the songs um watch you got a ghostwriter 
I think so. Cause um oh here it is. Watch I'll play it for you. It reminded me exactly of the shining one. You can't yeah, I wish I would have shared my screen, but Maybe it's after this. But I don't know, but it there was a song where it sounded exactly like the Shining song and I was like, okay, maybe he's reusing music and then like you said, I noticed that too that he was kind of reusing shit from the other movies and I was like, okay, it's kind of a interesting callback. Um and then throughout his films he also does reference his other films. Like this one there was a another little when he was in the album store there was like a thing of 2001 space 2001 yeah. yeah it was like that soundtrack or something so and then and then the shining he references apollo 11 so i was like okay i see what he's doing he's creating his own little verse here his own little Kubrick verse and i was like i fuck with that uh visionary for sure um so anyways it's a shot of alex he's wearing fake lashes on his on one of his eyes he's sitting there in like a white outfit he has like a, a hat on or something and then um, he has like a cane and then he has his homies behind him and he zooms out and he starts narrating and he's saying some stuff. And then he says, uh, basically he's talking about that they're at the Corova milk bar. And I guess it's like a little popular spot that people go to uh, probably just hoodlums. that go there. Um, he says they serve milk plus that gets them ready for ultra violence. The Corova milk bar sold milk plus. Milk plus Velocet or Synthamesk or Drencrum, which is what we were drinking. This would sharpen you up and make you ready for a bit of the old ultraviolence. Mm. Um, whatever that means, I guess to do some extra, extra dirty shit. Um, so, yeah, I think he was I think they said there was like three different types of milk or something. And they did like they did like different things. Um they're so they're sitting there and they're getting ready to go basically that's just where they go to fucking just to get amped up before they go fucking cause havoc out in the streets um they leave the milk bar then you it cuts to a bridge there's an old drunk guy he's sitting under the bridge and he's singing he's just mm. singing to he's singing it to himself and he's all fucking drunk and shit just drinking a 40 um and he's just chilling. What did you What did you think of that shot? Like the just the aesthetic of it. Um, I thought it was cool because they were like walking up from the back of the the bridge, or whatever. And the dude's just sitting there, and and it's like it's kind of hazy. It's kind of like misty and shit. And um... filthy, dirty old drunky, howling away at the filthy songs of his fathers, and going blurp blurp in between, as it might be a filthy old orchestra and his stinking rotten guts. Yeah, I, I was looking at some some theories about certain things. I don't really want to get into it too much. But basically, there's this there's this theory about like how this whole movie has people that are in power and in control of people. It's always has them on the right side of the screen, whereas the people Ooh. whereas the people that are always like weaker and the ones that are like getting hurt are always on the left side of the screen. And I don't know if you noticed that, but like I was watching it back the second time and I was like, oh, shit, maybe maybe he is on to something about that. 
but um <laughs> when they're in the prison too like when they're all walking in a circle and shit it has the guards on the right side and then all the prisoners are on the left side and i was like okay maybe this dude's honest um but um so yeah the the dude's sitting there he's all drunk he's singing and alex walks up and he's still narrating he's talking in a bunch of slang um he's using like this like we said that that little language that they made up for this movie and i wish i would have took some of it down because this shit is kind of funny and it's but it's like it's very unique and it's like he has his own like he just adds on like little extra vowels and shit to his to his words to make it sound a little more playful um he mentions that he doesn't like the sight of like people of homeless people or or just like old people basically just sitting there all drunk and shit he's like a disgusting basically just looking at him i could never stand to see anyone like that whatever his age might be but more especially when he was real old like this one was and so he walks up to the dude and um they start kind of just mocking him they start clapping for him and he's singing and then he's like hey yeah and he thinks like they're playing along with him and then he starts asking him for money he's like hey can you spare anything and Alex is like, what the fuck? And he's like, nah, we're about to beat your ass. And like, he gets his cane. He like hits him in the chest. And, um, and then that's when the dude's like, oh, fuck, they're about to, they're about to beat me up. I thought they were trying to party with me. And, um, the man goes off. He starts ranting. He's like, he's like, honestly, if you're, if you're going to fucking do it, just fucking kill me. Like, there's no point of living in this world anyways. He's like, there's no point of living. Cause there's no law and there's no, there's no order in here in this world. It's a stinky world because there's no law and order anymore. It's a stinky world because it lets the young get onto the old. <laughs> and he's like, there's no law, no order anymore. And uh, Alex is just like, he doesn't give a fuck. And they're all just like teenagers and shit. And they don't give a fuck. So they're just going to beat him up anyways. <laughs> so they beat him up. And then, um, and then right after that, it cuts to the shot of when they're inside, like the broken, the broken down theater, mm-hmm. and it's a woman screaming. Yeah, with the girl, okay. she's screaming. She's all naked. Um, she's surrounded by like a group of uh, four other dudes. was around by the derelict casino that we came across billy boy and his four droogs and oh yeah let me bring up the his little gang it was him so alex is the leader and then he has georgie and then he has dim dim's like the big guy but he's kind of stupid and then there is there was one more dude i forgot the last dude's name um but so it's like it's four of them total it goes to the shot of the girl that's naked She's screaming. She's trying to get away. There's like four other dudes. Um, Alex's gang is they're all they're all dressed in white all the time. Um, these dudes are kind of dressed in like green. They have like kind of look like green beret type things, but like dirtier versions. Um, they got like fucking like zip up jackets and shit. Um, and they're basically trying to rape this girl. Basically trying to se- sexually assault this chick. She's screaming. She has her top off, or I think she's actually fully naked. And they're in this bummy ass fucking abandoned like theater and they're on the stage part and then there's like a mattress on the floor or on the stage and they they throw on the the throw they throw on the mattress and they're gonna basically start taking turns and um (laughs) 
and then Alex shows up with his gang and he stops them from raping her basically. And he calls him out. He's like, Oh, Billy boy. He's like, what are you doing? Like, and he just calls him out and he's just, so at this point they kind of set you up thinking like, Oh, Alex is the hero. Like, uh-huh. even though he, even though he just beat the shit out of this old dude, like this old drunk guy, like, like he still saved this girl from getting raped. Come and get one in the yarbles. If you have any yarbles, your eunuch jelly thou. Let's get her, boys. So you kind of feel from you're like, you're like, all right, at least I was. I was kind of rooting on. I was like, all right, yeah, fuck these dudes up. Like they're pieces of shit. And then um the girl, he calls out the dude. The dude's like, all right, fuck it, fuck this chick. Like we'll, we'll beat these dudes up first. He pulls out his knife and then they basically start fighting. And um Alex's gang, Alex and his droogs, they fuck these dudes up. They like they just start pulling out some WWE moves and shit. And it was kind of cool. I, I didn't expect a, a whole choreographed fight scene to be like that, but um i thought it was gonna be all cheesy and shit but they're kind of like pulling out some jumps and shit and i was like all right um so they fuck those dudes up and then alex is like oh the cops are coming the girl the girl runs away she's safe alex is like oh the cops are coming he's like he's like let's get out of here like whatever there's nothing else to do here um they leave they they're in a convertible now and they're just like speeding in the dark. They're just driving. Um, they're all hyped up. Alex is just fucking just focused, just driving, staring at something. He just got that look in his eye and he's on some demon shit. He, he got too much of that milk in his system. Um, <laughs> I assume they probably stole this car. It's probably not one any of their cars. Um, so they stole this car. They fucking they beat up people. Um, they rob people. So like obviously you know they're not the best the the best group of guys that you want to. They're just be. having a great time doing it too. Yeah, yeah. They don't give a single fuck. Um, they he says he's still narrating. Um, just kind of basically this whole narration is him like retelling the entire story, like if he was telling. I don't know if he's. I thought maybe he was like telling an audience or something, or he was writing it in a book or something, but it's kind of like, he's t- speaking to an audience basically with this whole narration. Cause he says like, he says like my boys or my friends, like this is where your narrator gets caught or shit like that. So um, he's kind of like speaking to an audience instead of just being like super direct about his specific moves. He's kind of speaking in like a more broad um, form, but he says they're playing the hogs of the road and basically they just make a bunch of people crash they like play chicken with people on the road and people are fucking just swerving out of the road and just crashing and shit um after that they're driving he's like we're gonna go he's like i'm getting bored it's getting late he's like it's it's time for for a surprise visit we need to have some extra extra fun what we were after now was the old surprise visit. That was a real kick and good for laughs and lashings of the old ultra violent type shit. Um, so they end up at this house. Um, right after that, it cuts to a shot inside. There's an old man at a typewriter. Um, he's like, uh, he's just chilling, just writing something. It's late, it's dark. Um, and then to his right side, it pans over to the living room. And then 
um, there's a woman there. She's reading. She's inside like this little pod chair thing. Um, she's just reading a magazine or whatever. And then the doorbell rings. Who on earth could that be? And the girl's like, what the fuck? It's late. Like, who's that? And well, isn't, the guy, this, isn't this when we when we meet Mr. Alexander and the Frank, the typewriter guy? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So so yeah, they, they get to the house. The the old dude, the typewriter dude, he's he's like, what the fuck? They like both look up. They're like, it's like who's who's ringing the doorbell at this late? And the dude's like, I don't know, go answer it. So she goes over there, she opens the door. Alex, uh Alex is she opens it but she has a little lock on it so she's kind of talking to him through the thing you don't really see him yet but he's like he's like excuse me ma'am excuse me like uh my friend just got hit by a car there's been an accident and we need to use your telephone uh can you please let us come in and she's like uh no it's pretty late like she's like we don't have a telephone and she's like i'm sorry and then that's when the the old dude he's like he's like who is it and then she's like she's like i don't know it's some some kids are saying they're hurt and they need to use a phone who is it, dear? There's a young man here. He says there's been an accident. He wants to use the telephone. Well, I suppose you better let him in. And then he's like, well, you best let him in, I guess. And she's like, all right. She opens the door. As soon as she takes off the lock, Alex turns around. He puts on his mask and he says that they all wear masks so they can't be figured out. Um, they grab her and they just start going to town on this house. I'm sorry, but we don't usually let strangers in. Them. <laughs> and they fucking just they pick her up and they're like, they're like, damn, you let us in. Now the demons are here and they fucking pick her up. They take her back to the living room. The dude's like turns around. She's screaming. And then he's just like, what the fuck? He goes to the living room. Alex walks up. He straight kicks that fool in the face. Dude falls back. The other, his other droogs, uh, jump on, jump on the old guy. He's holding. He passes the girl to Georgie or whatever. Um, so the girl is being held up on one side. She's screaming. The old dude's screaming. It's all just fucking pandemonium. Alex is there. He uh, sees the typewriter and like the bookshelf and everything. He starts knocking everything. Just fucking, just trashing the place. Oh, Alex starts singing, singing in the rain. And he's, yeah. having, he's having a good old time, just fucking, just being a fucking creep. And he starts singing, I'm singing. And, and he goes off and he sings like almost the whole song, basically. And he's just like beating this dude up while he's singing. And then he gets the scissors. He starts cutting up the girl's dress. And he's still, this whole time he's singing this song. Uh, they tape up the dude's mouth. They tape up the girl's mouth. Um, they hold her, they, they have her standing up. Uh, Alex gets a... Uh, some scissors he cuts her dress all the way up she, it, she's basically naked under it and then he takes off his pants and he's getting ready he goes up to the old dude and he's like still singing and like laughing in his face and shit and um the old dude's just fucking he's just fucking traumatized at this point he's like he's just in shock like he doesn't know what just happened like his life just changed in an instant <laughs> So yeah, Alex takes off his pants and then from there it cuts, but you can infer that he probably, um, after that, they head back to the, the milk bar. 
Um, it cuts them walking back into the milk bar and then they sit down in their usual spot or whatever. And they see a group of, uh, I think he called them like TV guys or something or like business, business guys. And it's, it's guys that don't use They like Alex and his group go to the milk bar all the time. So they know pretty much all the regulars, whatever. And it's like these business dudes in suits and shit. And they're just drinking milk, just fucking having a good time. And, uh, there's a woman with him and she pulls out, she randomly just pulls out a fucking a sheet of music. And then she just starts singing Beethoven's fucking ninth symphony in like opera form. She suddenly came with a burst of singing. And it was like for a moment, oh my brothers, some great bird had flown into the milk bar. And um, and this is when the music part kind of comes in and Alex is like, he he's narrating and he mentions like, he's like, oh, he's like, at first I thought these people were like fucking just whatever, like just fucking big wigs, like fuck them. And he's like, but then the girl started singing. It was the most beautiful, most beautiful music I ever heard or whatever. And he's like, I know that song. And um, he's like, that's Beethoven's ninth, ninth symphony. And he's like, basically, he's like in love with Beethoven. And um, so like, he's all hyped up because this chick is singing like one of his fucking symphonies. And then his homie, Dim, makes a fart noise because it's like, it's like, chick, you're bringing down the whole fucking vibes in his bar. Like, we're trying to party and shit. And you're fucking singing opera. It was a bit from the glorious ninth by Ludwig van. And so Dim starts making a fart noise and he's like just trying to trash on her. And then Alex gets pissed off and he smacks him with his cane. And then Dim didn't expect that. And his buddy gets kind of pissed off and they start arguing and they're like arguing in front of everybody. And it's kind of awkward, honestly. And like Dim's like, um, Dim's like, what the fuck? Like, you can't treat me like that. Like, like, why are you hitting me for no reason? Like, we do we do bad shit all the time. We fucking just rape this chick. And you're going to hit me because I made a fart noise over this girl singing? He's like, what the fuck's wrong with you? And the man just loved Beethoven. Yeah, yeah. Alex just loved Beethoven. He didn't want to be fucking, he's like, you can't disrespect a goat like that. And um, so they're just arguing. And Alex is like trying to keep his cool. But um, Dim's like, no, fuck you. You're not my brother. Like, like you, you treat us all like shit, blah, 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 blah. So you can already see that there's like some tension within the group. And obviously Dim has some uh, some pent up feelings and aggression towards Alex. I don't like you should do what you've done. And I'm not your brother no more and wouldn't want to be. And Alex is just like, he's like, you better watch your mouth. And and Dim's like, he's like, I don't have to put up with this shit, blah, 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 blah. blah. He's like, we don't even fucking, we don't need you, blah, 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 blah. And Alex is like, watch your tone. And he's still just trying to maintain composure and like be the leader of this group while everybody's just fucking staring at him. And eventually he says something, but Dim kind of realizes like that he has to shut up. And Dim's like, all right, my bad. Maybe just like it's a late night. Maybe I need to go home and get some sleep. Doobie doo. A bit tired, maybe. That's not the same, huh? And then Alex, is, he agrees with them. He's like, yeah, I think you, I think you should, whatever. Uh, they head home. Um, and then Alex, this is when Alex is walking home by himself. He's like on top of, he's walking to his apartment or whatever. He lives in like this fucking busted ass apartment complex where like the lobby is fucking just trashed. The elevator doesn't work. It's fucking just, it's like, it just kind of establishes that like this, they're in like this weird ass dystopian society that like nobody really gives a fuck about anything, honestly.
and it kind of ties back into the the dude the old dude in the beginning where he was like there's no law and order in this world anymore like like fucking just kill me type shit yeah it's complete anarchy going yeah. on yeah but um fortunately people like alex seem to thrive in that shit so he ain't tripping um so yeah he goes up to his room and this is when you first see like the shot of his room and he has he like he's taking off his makeup and shit his eyelashes sticks it to his mirror he's he's getting dressed he's getting ready to go to bed um he opens a drawer he has a bunch of like fucking stolen watches and shit he has a drawer just full of watches and wallets and fucking cash that he's robbed people of um he has a bunch of like erotic statues and there's like he has a statue of like a bunch of like Jesuses on the cross, but they all have yeah. like their dicks out or some shit or some <laughs> weird shit. He has a bunch of just weird ass shit. Like this dude's just a, a fucking a weirdo. And um, he also has a snake um it doesn't really play too big of a part but he does have a pet snake so you know anybody that has a pet snake and they live by themselves are obviously a fucking creep um, with a bunch of dicks on the wall yeah yeah exactly um and there was a lot of shit like that there was like that stuff and then the cat lady and her obsession mm-hmm. and that that does play into something later that i will get into <sighs> kind of like a theory of why all that shit was in there um so yeah, he's just getting dressed, he's getting ready for bed. And then he's like, basically, he says that he needs to chill out and listen to his favorite artist, whatever. And so he pl- he puts on more of uh, Beethoven's uh, Ninth Symphony. And then he says he starts slushing. I, I'm not sure what that meant, but I think he was jerking it to Beethoven. Or like silvery wine flowing in a spaceship. Gravity all nonsense now. As I slush it. I knew such lovely pictures. And like he had a picture of Beethoven on his wall and he was making like these weird faces while the while his music was going. And he was just like, ah. So I think he's I think he was just jerking it at that point. And then he goes to bed. So this dude's fucking weird. Um after that, it oh, while he's listening to this music, it's he's in his head and he's doing that solution thing, whatever. And he's like making these weird faces. And he's like jerking it and then it's cutting to images of like death and war and like alex as a vampire and it, it's like little just like flashes of different images and so it kind of just it's kind of just telling you like what's inside while he's listening to this music like what's going on inside of his mind he pictures himself as like a vampire and he has fucking bloody bloody fangs and shit and there's war and death and shit. It's like, all right, whatever. Um, after that, it cuts to him being waken up by his mom. Um, it's a lady with purple hair. She's knocking on the door and she's like, hey, Alex. And she's like, she's like, it's time to go to school. You're going to be late for school. You need to get up. Alex. Alex. What do you want? It's past eight, Alex. You don't want to be late for school, son. And so seems like the, it seems like his parents have no idea what yeah. their son's up to. <laughs> yeah, dude. He's doing some <laughs> crazy shit. And they seem like good people too. Like uh-huh. Just fucking regular, like suburban people. Just and, waking up their kid for school. Yeah. Have no idea what he was doing last night. And um he's just like, he's just fucking with her. And he's like, 
he's 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 not going to school he's like nah and he's like i'm sick he makes up an excuse he's like i'm sick and i need to sleep and she's like yeah but you you've been you haven't been to school in weeks and like and he's like well yeah and if i if i don't rest now then i'm gonna miss even more days (laughs) (laughs) that's true but you've not been to school all week son got to rest mom got to get fit otherwise i'm liable to miss a lot more school Hey, Shane, that's uh, bro. Uh, nah, I'm not gonna say anything, but but yeah, he's a piece of shit, and like he just does whatever he wants, and like his parents just let him just get away with it. And so she's like, and they're just like innocent. So she walks back, she's like, okay, whatever. And then, um, he's like, I promise I'll go to school next week or whatever. And then she, she walks back to the kitchen, she sees that's when you see his dad. Um, they just look like regular people, they're both just eating breakfast, getting ready to go to work. And that's when they mentioned like um, his dad, she was like, oh yeah, he's sick. He can't go. And then his dad was just like, like, I think his dad kind of knows like, like he's up to some shit. And, but the mom is just like, she doesn't want to believe it. And um, she's like, so she mentioned something like, or he says, he says like, he's like, has he said it where he goes at night or has he told you where he, what he's doing at night? Something like that. And then she's, yeah, they, ha- they have that conversation just with themselves, not with Alex there. Right yeah and and so like right before they go to work and then she's like she's like no he doesn't really tell me exactly what he's doing but all he says is that he's helping people i wonder where exactly is it he goes to work of evenings well like he says it's mostly odd things he does helping like and I was just like, what the fuck? And so like his dad's like, okay, whatever. Like, I can't, I can't argue with it. And so after that, uh, cuts from there, Alex wakes up. It's like midday. He's in the house by himself. He's just walking around the house, just in his underwear and shit, just fucking just chilling. Um, he's just going to kick it until nighttime, basically. So he can go, go out with his homies again. Um, he is walking to his living room and he walks by his parents room and like you see a dude just sitting there and then like he walks past and then he like stops and then he like kind of walks back and he like looks and he's like what the fuck yeah he's like who the fuck is this sitting in this and then he's like hi 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 mr deltoid and then he realizes he knows this dude and this dude. So this dude's the detective and this dude's a fucking character. Um, this dude's like, he's, he's a detective, but he's like a goofball. And he's like, he has this weird, like, yeah, Alex, you're supposed to be in school. Why aren't you in the school type type voice? And he's always talking like that. And so this dude's like a fucking, just like kind of, he's a detective, but he's kind of like a joke. Yes, I met your mother on the way to work. Yes, she gave me the key. And um, but basically he's asking Alex. He's like, "What it like?" He's like, "I've been hearing some things about you, and he, that you've been doing some bad shit in the streets. Basically, like your name keeps popping up." And him and Alex already have a relationship where this dude has been saving him and getting him out of trouble. And I think he's like friends with his parents or something. So. He was like, he was like, you know, he's like, you know, I've done a lot for you. And like, I've done a lot to try to keep you out of trouble, but you keep your name keeps getting brought up. And then he's like, I just heard about another thing where you where Billy, Billy boy and his gang just got 
fucking asses beaten and like your name came up and he alex is like just playing it cool he's like i don't know what you're talking about like we're just chilling and we're not doing anything and and the dude's like well i'm just he's like i'm telling you like i i don't know how much how much more i can do to help you stay out of trouble and he's like if you keep doing this you're gonna get caught eventually type shit and i'm warning your little alex being a good friend to you as always the one man in this sore and sick community who wants to save you from yourself and alex doesn't really care he's like whatever um and then there's a little part where like the dude drinks the water on the bed the bedside and it's like full of it's full of the mom's dentures or whatever the dad's mm-hmm. dentures and so like and then he's just like oh what the fuck so like it's kind of like a comedy and it like at points it is kind of comedic and like it's kind of like silly and jokey but it, it touches on like these very like intense themes and um well do, do you think they they made that that police or detective kind of uh ignorant and goofy on purpose yeah i i'm not sure i'm not sure why though because they could have made him like super serious and like on his ass and it would have been just as effective, I think. Mm. Um, so I don't, I'm not sure why I think, I think maybe it was to show that um, Alex kind of has like the upper hand on everybody and he's kind of like smarter than everybody. And he's always like mm. one step ahead and, in his world. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, this dude's a fucking character. And like I said, he has that weird fucking accent. Yeah. Alex. And he knows how I and. So he's fucking annoying. Um, after that, it cuts to Alex. He's at a record store. He's dressed like fucking Willy Wonka for some reason. He has a fucking purple suit on and a top hat, and he's wearing his cane. Um, he's like at like Amoeba record store, or some some shit like that in the UK. um he's just walking around he's buying more more beethoven probably um that's when you see like yeah he had to jerk it too um that's when you see he stops in front of the counters and he has to do like uh can you do you have blah 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 on stock whatever and the dude checks and then you see like um you see the thing of uh 2001 space odyssey they have like the soundtrack there in like a vinyl form just a minute um little easter egg for you guys yeah a little easter egg uh right after that it cuts to these two chicks and they're like sucking on these lollipops or these hey these lo- <laughs> they're they're like sucking they they have these like these like big sticks or whatever he it's knew just, what he was doing yeah 100 and like i guess they're there together they're kind of friends but they're just they're both at the counter just looking for music whatever and um he walks up and they're kind of like sucking on it a little bit, like a little bit seductively. And he walks up and he's like, all right, like these are the ones I'm targeting right here. <laughs> and <laughs> so he comes up to them and he starts talking about like, he's like, he basically asks him, he's like, what do you, um, what do you guys listen to your music on? Probably some shitty ass system, whatever. 
And they're like, they're like, what? And then like he grabs one of the girls like ice creams and he starts sucking on it. And he's like just dropping hands like, yeah, I'm about that life. Like, what's up? What you got back home, little sister, to play your fuzzy warbles on? I bet you got little, say, pitiful, portable picnic players. <laughs> Come with uncle and hear all proper. Hear angel trumpets and devil trombones. You are invited. Like we hear. <laughs> I'm a thought. <laughs> I'm a, bitch, I'm a thought. And um, so they're kind of looking at him like, what the fuck? This dude's weird. This dude's interesting, though. And then he's like, he says something like, if you want to if you want to have a real good time, and listen to some good music, how it's supposed to be listening, you should come back to my place type shit. And so right after that, they kind of just look at him and they both like think about it. And then it cuts to him in his in his room. And it's the three of them and they just get to work. And he man's has a menage. It's hua with these bitches. And with Jesus on the wall. <laughs> with Jesus on the wall. And, and um, it was kind of dope. Um, like, like it, it it had that it had that funny thing where like where like they they it has it has like it was kind of dope (laughs) it was kind of dope uh like he had he had game low-key he pulled both of them bitches and like fuck it let's go and um that was the thing though like um or i'll I'll, I'll explain it after but but yeah it has like this classical music and it's like all ramped up it's going fast and basically it's it's them they're having a threesome and it shows them naked but it doesn't really show too much and um it plays them in like fast speed so they're going like double speed basically so um but yeah i had that thing where like it was you know how when you're with a chick and like you guys get finished and then like she starts getting dressed and then mm-hmm. like you go over there and you walk over and you start kissing her again and it's like all right round two immediately like we're going straight back in the bed so he goes he goes like six rounds with these bitches and um i mean these these females my bad and then um yeah they end up they end up whatever whatever this I thought was interesting it brought up kind of a point where like alex is raping people he's raping women with his friends and shit but he doesn't need to like he can it shows that he can pull girls mm-hmm. and he can get girls if he wants to just by being himself and um so it's like he's he's kind of like he's not raping these chicks when, when he's with his friends for like because he can't get girls he's just doing it because he's a bad person and yep. like and like he's just fucking evil. Um, after that, it cuts to. Oh yeah, so he's he's been at home the whole day basically. Um, it cuts to him, his homies, the Drugs, are sitting in Alex's lobby, and it's all busted up, and they're just kind of waiting for him. And he walks downstairs. He's all dressed up, ready to go, uh, ready to go for the nighttime. And there, he's kind of like he's like stopped, and he's like, "What the fuck, are you guys doing here?" Like, and they're like, "Well, we haven't heard from you. Like, wh- where have you been?" And he's like, oh, I've just been a little under the weather. I've been feeling sick, so I've been home all day. Happy Polly Lodges. I had something of a pain in the gulliver, so I had to sleep. I was not awakened when I gave orders for wakening. I'm sorry about the pain. Using the gulliver too much, like, maybe. (laughs) They're just questioning him, and they're asking a bunch of questions, and they're just being super sarcastic towards him. And they're... um, dim is the one that's kind of leading it and dim is the one that he smacked with the cane earlier and dim is kind of just like he's just fed up with his shit so he's like just he's like oh well if you're really not feeling good maybe you should just go back to your room and just stay there for the night like you don't need to come out with this type shit and alex 
Alex realizes that they're being sarcastic to him and like they're kind of talking back to him. And that's when he realizes like, oh shit, all right, I'm the leader of this group. I need to fucking put them in their place. <laughs> Giving orders and discipline is such perhaps. You sure the pain is gone? You sure you don't be happy about in bed? <laughs> Let's get things nice and sparkling clear. So he like sits down on dim and he's like just fucking like getting a ball in his face and like grilling him and shit. And um, he starts getting mad. Georgie is standing behind him and Georgie's like, he's like, hey, there's a new way that we're going to do things around here. He's like, we don't want to like cause any trouble with you and we don't want our group to have any have any trouble. But like he's like, you can't be picking on Dim anymore, basically. And he's like, you need to like treat us all equal. And he's like and then he mentions that Alex is thinking too small. He's like he's like, we, we keep doing these jobs that are just getting us like a little bit of money and like for what? He's like, we should be doing bigger jobs. And he's like, I know someone who said that, like, we can get a man sized crash and we can pull out, pull off a heist and get, get us some real fucking money. Brother, you think and talk sometimes like a little child. A little child, yeah. yeah. Tonight we pull a man sized crash. Tonight's a man sized crash. Good, real on a show. Yeah. Initiative comes to them that way. And Alex is kind of offended right here. He's taking all this shit as disrespect. But he's trying to play it cool. And to me, honestly, the way this scene went, it kind of seemed like it was a, like the first time watching this. I was I was looking at the way they were just talking and like and like acting. I was like, bro, I think they're trying to set this dude up. Like it seemed like like they were very much trying to set him up and like they were trying to get him to go do this heist where where he can end up getting caught or he can end up like fucking up or something like like when they're now pulling the strings of the heist and he doesn't know anything about it. And they're like, nah, just follow right. us. Like, just follow us. Like, well, well, we got it type shit. I was like, Oh no, Alex, like you better be careful. Like they're already pissed off at you. Like it could be a fucking setup, but now tell me what you had in mind, Georgie boy. Oh, the old Malocco Plus first, would Malocco you not say? He's something to sharpen us up. Some of the Malocco Plus. <laughs> but yeah. you especially, we have the start. Yeah, you yeah. guys first, because we've got start on you. Yeah, Malocco Plus, eh? They start walking to the milk bar. They're like, all right. Alex is like, he's like, you got you got a better, you got a better idea for us for a job? He's like, fine, I'm down. So he's like, let's go to the milk bar. We'll fucking juice up real quick. Hit some of this, <laughs> hit some of this milk plus, and then we'll go, we'll go fucking do our shit um while they're walking on their way alex he starts narrating again and he's just getting pissed and he's fucking heated this whole time he's like i can't believe these fucking fucking stupid ass fucks are trying to like undermine me right now and um so he says he says something like there was an open window while they're walking by and they're like in this open open building space with like this big fountain of water basically uh, i don't know if it's a fountain or just like it goes into the ocean or something but um it looked like a stream yeah that that went out to like a bigger body of, yeah. of water um so it was like this big open thing of water and they're walking by on like this little pathway near a building and alex says like he's like he's like this whole time i was he's like i i, I didn't want to show that i was mad but inside i was just thinking and thinking and thinking and he's like and then i heard the most beautiful music or whatever coming out of a window and that's when like i just got hit with an idea and he's like i know what i need to do 
And so basically he says he needs to punish them. And um, he gets inspired by the music and he's like, he's like, I just know what I need. That thinking was for the gloopy ones and that the omni ones use like inspiration and what bog sends. For now it was lovely music that came to my aid. There was a window open with a stereo on and I vidied right at once what to do. Dude, he, uh, he fucking, he throws Georgie into the water. He like punches him or something and hits him with his cane, throws him into the water. He throws Dim in the water and they start fighting whatever. The third dude is kind of just on the side and he doesn't want to fucking get caught up in it. Um, Dim, Georgie's kind of in the back and he's just like laying there, just sitting there or whatever. Dim is like kind of just like he's like what the fuck Dim's like the dumber one so he's kind of like he falls for everything whatever and he's like Alex sticks his hand out like he's gonna help him up and Dim's like all right like maybe whatever I'll stick my hand out so he can help me and then while he does that he pulls out his cane and he pulls out the top and inside his cane he got the fucking the blade on him it's a knife it's a knife He keep the blade on me when I go to check a bitch. And he fucking Dim puts his hand out to, to help him up. Alex gets his cane knife and he fucking slices his hand. Dim starts bleeding. Dim starts overreacting. He only got sliced on his hand a little bit, but he's like, oh, like he's fucking dying and shit. And um, after that, it cuts to they go to another bar. Instead of going to the milk bar, they go to a different bar. And um, they're all sitting around, they're drinking. And this is when Alex establishes, he starts speaking like, he's, he's still narrating a little bit, but he starts speaking to them right after too. But he's narrating about how he's the leader. And he was basically on some like some, some fascist, like leader totalitarian shit where he's talking about like, he's the leader, he needs to fucking he needs to make them fear him and like put them in their place so they don't fucking try to undermine him and shit like that. And he's he's like talking about like all these different like psychological methods to like basically manipulate people. Now they knew who was master and leader. Sheep thought I. But a real leader knows always when like to give and show generous to his unders. And um, he... After that, he starts talking to them and he's like, okay, he's like, all right, so now we're all on the same page. Like, I fucked you guys up. Don't fuck with me again. Like, now that we're on the same page, he's like, he's like, he says something like, I need to give them a little bit of hope or whatever, not, not be too hard on them to still make them feel like they're a part of my group because I still need them to manipulate them. So he's like, so Georgie, he's like, what is your plan? Like, tell me your plan and we can do it. And Georgie's like, he's like, I don't know. Maybe it's not the right time. Maybe it's not the right day to do it. And then he's like, no, like you had an idea. You said we can get a big, a big fucking, a big heist or whatever. Like, like, what is it? Like, like speak up now. Like all of a sudden you don't want to talk. Like what's good. And Georgie's like, well, um, I got a tip that basically there's this, there's this old lady. She lives by herself um, in the house. There's a bunch of fucking like paintings and shit. That's worth a bunch of money. It's this health farm. A bit out of the town. Isolated. It's owned by this, like, very rich patitza who lives here with her cats. The place is shut down for a week, and she's completely on her own. And 
yeah right after that cuts to the woman she's doing pilates she's doing yoga and now it's inside of the house that they're talking about it's nighttime she's fucking just she's like this old skinny lady and she's like in this big ass room and she's like in the middle of the floor just doing yoga or whatever doing pilates with her legs behind her head and there's like 80 cats around her and this is the crazy cat lady yeah this is the crazy cat lady and she's just by herself and um she's doing yoga at like the middle of the night and fucking alex knocks on the door she hears a noise she gets up and basically he's trying to use the same tactic as he did with the first house when they were when they busted into the the first dude's house there's been a terrible accident can i please use your telephone for an ambulance i'm frightfully sorry there's a telephone in the public house about a mile down the road. I suggest you use that. And so he knocks on the door. She opens up. She opens up a little bit. She's like, or I don't think she opens the door. She just like talks to them through the door. And she's like, who is it? And he's like, he's like, hi, ma'am. I need help. Whatever. Our car broke down. My friend's really hurt. Um, we need to use your telephone. Can we come and use your phone? And she's, she's like, she's all scared. And she's like, nah, she's like, no, nah, you can't come in here. And she's like, there's a public phone down the road, though, if you want to go use that. And then he's like, he's like, please, it's an emergency. Please, if I can just come in and use the phone. And she thought about it for a second. And then she was like, you know what? She's like, nah, it's too late. She's like, I'm sorry. Like, I can't let you in. Like, it's 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 late. I don't know who you are. There's a public phone down the road. Just use that. I'm sorry. I'm very sorry, but I never open the door to strangers after dark. Very well, madam. And he's like, okay, no problem. No worries, ma'am. I'm sorry. And then so it cuts to them. They're all outside and they're kind of waiting for him to see what they're going to do the next move. And Alex is like, fuck this, like, fuck this bitch. She ain't going to, she ain't going to beat me. So he's like, he's like, we're going to break in basically. So they walk around to the side of the house. He sees a big ass open window at the top. He's like, all right, I'm going to climb in. You guys wait out here and I'll come and open the door for you after. and so he starts climbing in the window and then it cuts back into the house sorry and the woman's all she's all suspicious and she calls the police and the reason she calls the police is because she heard about the story of the other house where they use the same exact fucking excuse or tactic to try to break in and so she calls the police. She's like, hey, I don't want to like worry you guys or anything, but there was this weird dude at the door and he basically, he was asking to come and use the phone. And the only reason I'm calling is because like it sounded exactly like the story that I read in the paper about the other, the other people. Well, a young man rang the bell asking to use the telephone. He said there'd been some kind of accident. Well, the thing that caught my attention was what he said. The words he used sounded very like what was quoted in the papers this morning in connection with the writer and his wife who were assaulted last night. And they basically said, okay, we'll send a squad car over right now. And she's like, well, you don't have to, but if you want to. And they're like, yeah, we'll be there right now. So she's like, okay. So as soon as she hangs up the phone, Alex walks in the room with all the cats and he sees, she sees him, he sees her. And they just kind of stop there. And she's like, who the fuck are you? Like, what are you doing here? And he's like, and then he's right next to him. There's like this big fucking dick porcelain statue. And then he's like looking around the room and she has a bunch of like weird fucking erotic like paintings and shit too. And he gets kind of like, 
he's like all right like i like your vibe you're fucking weird <laughs> wake up in the same class yeah straight up you just got more money than me who are you how the hell did you get in here what the bloody hell do you think you're doing Naughty, 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 you filthy old sunker. And um, she's like, what the fuck are you doing here? Like, get out of my house. And he's like, he's just looking at her and he's like, he's just fucking with her. And he's like, okay, she's kind of weird too, so I can probably mess with her. And he starts like touching the fucking dick porcelain statue. And she starts getting pissed. And she's like, she's like, yo, don't touch that. Like, that shit's really expensive and like worth a lot of money. And like, it's, it's valuable. And he doesn't give a fuck. He just thinks it's funny. So he's fucking with her. And he's like just rubbing it and shit and like and like tapping it. And she's she starts getting pissed. And she's like, she's like, I'm telling you, don't fucking touch it. She's like, she's like, you better leave right now, or else you're gonna get yourself into a lot more fucking trouble than you're already gonna be in. Cut the shit, Sonny, and get out of here before you get yourself into some very serious trouble. I told you to leave that alone. And then he's like, he doesn't really he doesn't know that she called the cops. So he's kind of just fucking with her. He's like, whatever. He picks up the stat, the little statue thing, and he starts like shoving it at her and shit, and like just pu- just pushing the dick towards her, basically just trying to be fuck. He's just being a teenager, and um, he thinks it's funny, and she starts like getting pissed off. She's like, "All right, fuck you." She starts trying to wrestle with him, and she starts trying to grab it away, and then um, she starts like trying to fight him. He knocks her down. She's on the with- ground. He hits her with the dick, right? Yeah, so she's on the ground, and then he's, like, he's standing over her, and he has, like, the big fucking dick porcelain statue thing, <laughs> and then he, like, looks at her, and she's, like, looking up at him, and then he just gets in, and he, like, just fucking smashes her face with it. And, um... Symbol is, uh... uh uh symbolic rape yeah yeah oh honestly yeah um i didn't even think of that but yeah so he smashes her in the face with the with the dick statue she stops moving um he hears sirens and then he's like he kind of like snaps back into like himself and he's like oh shit like and he looks at her and he's like i don't know what i just did but i need to get the fuck out of here and so he's like now he throws the dick statue on the desk again it's just whatever he's just trying to get out there real quick Goes back to the front door, unlocks it. He sees his homies. He's like, bro, he's like, yo, the cops are coming. We got to go. He's like, like, we're good. We're good. We got whatever. Let's just go. And then Dim's there and he's holding a uh, glass bottle of milk. And he's like, hey, Droogie. And just boom, fucking cracks him across the face. Come on, let's go. The police are coming. One minute, Droogie. And um, he basically smacks him in the face with a glass bottle of milk. Alex is like, got caught totally off guard. Did not expect that. Um, He's fucking screaming now. He's like, oh, my fucking eye. You got glass in my eye. What the fuck? I can't see anything. And then so all the other, all of his other homies just run away. Cops come. Alex falls on the ground. He's all just screaming and shit. Um, The cops pick him up. And... After this, it cuts to Alex in custody. He's all beaten up. He's being interrogated. Um, 
they're trying to get information out of him. It's just some lawyers and fucking cops and detectives and shit. It's no good sitting there in hope, my little brothers. I won't say a single solitary slogan unless I have my lawyer here. I know the law, you bastards. Um, it's like it's just the cops, like the police chief and detectives, and they're just trying to get information out of him. And they're asking him what happened. Alex is like, Alex is like, I'm not gonna snitch. Like, you're not gonna get no shit out of me. Like, fuck you guys. And he's like, just fucking with him, like spitting on him and shit. And and um, the cops are getting pissed off, and they're like, all right, we can do this a hard way. Like, and then the Alex says something like, he's like, I know how these things go. He's like, he's like, I'm not saying anything until I get my lawyer. And then they're like, yeah, well, we know how these things go, too. Right here, right, Tom. We'll have to show our little friend Alex here that we know the law, too. But that knowing the law isn't everything. And they basically beat the shit out of him. And then right after that, it cuts to the, de- the other detective, the one from that was inside of his house. Uh, the weird guy that, that talks like this, Alex. And um, that dude shows up and he knows all the cops there. He knows the detectives and the dude comes out. The chief comes out. He's like, he's like, hey, I need some napkins or whatever for for Alex. Um, they beat the shit out of him. He's all bloody and shit. And he's like, you want to come in and see him? And the detective dude, he's like, yeah. He's like, let's go in there. I think it's I think he's also like Alex's lawyer or whatever. Um, uh, his name's Deltoid. That's what he calls him. Uh, Detective Deltoid or something. Evening, Sergeant. Evening, all. Oh, dear, dear, this boy does look a mess, doesn't he? Just look at the state of him. Love's young nightmare, like. Violence makes violence. Alex is sitting there. He's all bloody. After that, he went from not snitching to, to basically snitching on all of his homies. And he's like... Okay uh deltoid was his, his parole officer oh, okay okay yeah that makes sense so so deltoid walks in and he he's like asking alex like what the fuck happened like what are you doing like he's like i told you you're gonna get in trouble again if you keep doing stupid shit and then alex realizes like oh fuck like i probably am in trouble and so he starts snitching all of his homies right after he said he wasn't going to snitch. And he's like, well, you should be getting those other dudes. Like, they're the ones that fucking did it. They're the ones that fucking set me up and they beat me up and they left me there and blah, 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 blah. And then Deltoid's like, nope. And he's like, I just got informed. I just got inf- informed that the lady that you broke into her house and you fucking smashed her face in, she's now dead. And so now you are a murderer and you are going to prison. They forced me to do it. I'm innocent. <laughs> You are now a murderer, little Alex. A murderer. And so, like, at this point, Deltoid is kind of like he's kind of like happy because he doesn't have to fucking deal with Alex anymore. And it's kind of like, like I, I fucking fuck this dude. Like, I'm done trying to help him. Like, like I already tried to help him enough, and like he doesn't listen. So he's happy. Um, the other officers are just like he's. They're like, hey, if you want to take a swing at him, like. Like, we'll just turn away. We'll let you, whatever. And Deltoid's like, he thinks about it. He just goes up to Alex real close and he just spits in his face. And then Alex is sitting there and he's like, all right. Like, everybody's turned on me now. <laughs> like, I really fucked up. We'll hold him down. He must be a great disappointment to you, sir. Like, we here now. Um, 
after that, it cuts to prison or a judge. Um, Alex is now sentenced to 14 years. He's narrating. He says he got sentenced to 14 years in prison. It cuts to him getting booked. Um, this is when you meet the chief officer. Uh, what was his name? Chief Officer Barnes. It's the dude with the mustache. That becomes like his his little arch nemesis in the prison, whatever. Um, you meet him and then the other dude that's booking him. And basically, they're just taking him through the booking process where he has to undress. He has to give him all their stuff and give him his possessions and everything. And they're just they're just putting him in the system. You are now in HM Prison Park Mall. And from this moment, you'll address all prison officers as sir. Name? Alexander DeLarge, sir. Sentence? 14 years, sir. Crime? Murder, sir. Right. Take the cuffs off him, mister. Uh, uh, the, the, the dude who's like... Uh shut your shut your hole or something yeah like that. yeah that's that's officer barnes um that dude's another character that dude's fucking funny and like he's kind of an asshole but he's like kind of power hungry and shit but like but at the same time like he has to he deals with like inmates all the time and like pieces of shit people so he probably has to have like that fucking exterior like shut the fuck up like you do what i say type shit um but so like he's telling alex to just like he's like he's asking for his name they're booking him and he tells him to get undressed, like bend over. He's like checking hey. inside his, <laughs> he's checking inside his anal cavity. He's checking inside his ass to make sure he's not fucking smuggling anything in there type shit. Um, and at this point, I thought it was just kind of interesting because Alex is like, we've seen him only be like super fucking against everything, but he just complies with, with everything they say. And he doesn't say a word. And like he steps, he like he steps over to like, they ask him like take out your pockets, whatever. And he walks too close to the thing. He sets down his stuff, and they're like, no, step behind the fucking line. And Alex is like, oh shit, okay. But he doesn't really like complain or anything. He just listens to him. Yes, sir. right. Carry on. Pick that up and put it down properly. He doesn't make any problems or make any jokes. Um, after that, it cuts to he's inside now. He's in prison. He's surrounded by a bunch of other inmates. Um, he goes to like so he goes to like church services inside the prison. Um, he's just it's just he's just a prisoner there. Um, there's he's like he's like kind of he's like fresh meat. So like all the other dudes are like blowing kisses and kisses at him and shit. A violence, the urge to live easy. Well, I ask you, what is it worth when we have undeniable proof, yes, incontrovertible evidence that hell exists? And like, they're just, they're just ready to, they're, just, they're like, yeah, fresh meat, ready for us. Look at this little, this little blonde <laughs> hair boy right here. And, with the eyelashes. <laughs> yeah, with the eyelashes. And so Alex is just like, fuck. So that's when Alex is like, I need to turn to God. Like, I need Jesus in my life. So Alex, I don't know if he did this on purpose. Like he had an ultimate goal in mind where he was going to like try to make good with the pastor or whatever, like for all ulterior motives. But, um, but he basically sucks up to the pastor and he becomes like the pastor's little like bitch, whatever his little side helper. 
And um, he says he starts reading the Bible more. He says he likes reading the Bible because he can imagine himself in it and like doing stuff in the Bible. And he likes the stories. And it shows like little shots of him, like where he is, he's one of the Roman soldiers and he's fucking whipping Jesus and shit. And like, he gets his rocks off of just like all the evil shit that they do in the, in the Bible. I read all about the scourging and the crowning with thorns. And I could vidy myself helping in and even taking charge of the tolchocking and the nailing in, being dressed in the height of Roman fashion. And like I said, I, I read the Bible. So like, it's pretty wild. Like some of the stories in there, especially in the old Testament, like, oh, yeah. like the Bible is fucking crazy. There's some crazy stories in there. Like people just like murdering people. There's a lot of murder in the Bible. There's a lot of fucking just wild shit. And, um, so like, I can see like why he's interested in it. Cause it's pretty, it is pretty fucking interesting. And, um, so he's like, yeah, I like that. He's like, I like that shit. Kind of like helps me whatever. I can't do anything in the prison. So like, it helps me fuel my fucking weird shit or whatever <clears throat> and he says um oh yeah he brings up the, the point too where he's like he's like i like the part he's like there's a lot of there's a lot of boring stuff in there about like fighting and stuff and wars and stuff and he's like but i just like the parts where they get the bitches and they 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 fuck with the the maidens and shit the handmaids and shit i like the parts where these old yahoodies tolchock each other and then drink their hebrew vino and getting onto the bed with their wives' handmaidens. That kept me going. And I was like, all right, Alex, I see, I see where your head's at. Um, after that, the pastor's there, and he gets up. They're talking. They're, they're just having, like, a Bible service, whatever. And he asks the pastor, and he's like, hey, um, I heard about a new treatment that's going on. And he's like, he's like, can you tell me more about that? Like, what is that? And the pastor's kind of like, he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. <clears throat> and Alex is like, yeah, there's this new experiment. Everybody's talking about it. Um, there's this new treatment where basically it can change me from being bad and it can change me to being a good person forever. And um, I just want to know what it is because especially because after I get this treatment, I can get released from jail and I don't have to stay in here for 14 years. I can get released in like one year type shit. Ludovico. And yeah, and that's when the pastor's like, oh, the, the Ludovico technique. How about putting me in for this new treatment, Father? I take it you are referring to the Ludovico technique. I don't know what it's called, Father. All I know that it gets you out quickly and makes sure you never get back in again. So it's kind of funny. You know why it stands for, you know why it's Ludovico? It's like, uh -huh. well, at least the lewd part is from Ludwig. Oh, right, right. So that's part of the whole thing where they play Beethoven during right. during the treatment. Um, the Vico, I'm not I'm not sure. I forgot. They they explained it, but I forgot what it was. Um, but these, so yeah, he's asking about the Ludo, Ludovico technique. Basically, it's this treatment, this new experimental treatment that the government's trying out on certain people, but it hasn't been done in that particular prison yet with any inmates. So there's still a lot of unknown results. No, nobody really knows if it still works or anything or what the, the after effects are, blah, blah, blah. And Alex is like, fuck it. If it can get me out in four months, I'm down. Like, fuck this shit. Like, I don't want to be in here anymore. Um, after that, he's like, all right, I'll, I'll see what I could do. After that, these dudes walk in and it cuts to the minister and like a bunch of big wigs. 
and they're walking through the prison. They're doing a walkthrough and basically Alex, they have all the Alex in his little cell block, whatever they're outside. And basically um, these big wig dudes are trying to find new patients for the treatment, the Ludovico treatment. And so they're going from different cell blocks and they're just trying to find uh, suitors for it. Cram criminals together and what do you get? Concentrated criminality. Crime in the midst of punishment. I agree, sir. What we need are larger prisons, more money. <laughs> um, he's walking by. They're talking about how they need... They're just talking to ca capitalistic shit like, oh, yeah, like we need more people in the prison so we can get more money type shit. And like... One sec. Uh, okay. So um dudes walk by he's talking alex speaks out he's trying to get noticed by this dude um he says something he back talks to them basically he says something out out of turn you're absolutely right sir Shut up, and the dude walks by and he's like who said that and uh chief officer barnes is like he did sir or alex is like i did and then he's like who are you and then he's like what are you in for and then he's like uh accidental murder sir and then, yeah, Alex is really trying to get his attention in this yeah, scene. Yeah, and um, Officer Barnes is kind of like he's he doesn't want him to be a part of there. He likes having Alex like in the prison so he can fuck with him basically. And so Officer Barnes is like, "Nah, this guy's a piece of shit. Like, he killed an old lady. Um, he murdered an old lady after he was trying to rob her. Like, this dude's a fucking piece of shit." Who said that? I did, sir. What crime did you commit? The accidental killing of a person, sir. He brutally murdered a woman, sir, in furtherance of theft. 14 years, sir! And then, but the minister likes this, and he's like, oh, excellent. He's like, yeah, you're perfect. And um, he even says, like, the minister likes him because he says he's enterprising, aggressive, outgoing, young, bold, and vicious. Excellent. He's enterprising, aggressive, outgoing, young, bold, vicious. He'll do. And he's like, he's like, this is exactly what we want. And he's like, these are the type of people that we want. And um, so basically he says, yeah, we'll pick. They're like, we're going to pick Alex. He's, he's perfect for the treatment. Um, Officer Barnes is like, wait, he's like, what the fuck? Like, are you sure? And then the other people are like, are you sure you don't want to go check out the other cell blocks? Dude's like, nah, this guy's perfect. Like, we'll just settle on him. Barnes is kind of pissed, but he takes him back up, cuts to Alex. He's talking to the warden of the prison. The warden's basically telling Alex, like, all right, you got what you wanted. You're going to fucking, you're going to go to the Ludovico medical facility, and they're going to do this thing on you. And nobody in the prison really agrees with it. They're like, they're like, we don't agree with this. Like, you should, you should pay for your crimes instead of just fucking being like automatically fixed or whatever he's like what he's like he's like all these other people had to suffer because of you and now you just get to like get off free and get better he's like that doesn't make any sense but i may say to you in confidence i do not approve an eye for an eye i say if someone hits you you hit back do you not why then should not the state very severely hit by you brutal hooligans not hit back also and but he's like whatever and he's like sign the papers you're gonna be released tomorrow Alex is like, dope. Alex is fucking happy. Um, Officer Barnes is pissed. Next day, they transfer Alex to Ludovico Medical Facility. Um, this scene's kind of, it's like a comedy. It's like 
little comedy scene where the the chief barnes is like walking in he's like doing his military steps and shit and the doctors are just standing there like waiting for him to just come drop alex off and he's being super serious and he's like even when the way he takes off the cuffs he's like he's like wait can you can you have someone else over here and hold him down while i take off the cuffs excuse me is that the officer that is to take charge of the prisoner sir And the other guy walks up and he's like, okay. And he just like holds his arm and then he takes off the cuffs and he's like, you, and then he like looks at the doctor. He's like, you guys better watch out for this one. He's like, this one's a troublemaker. And he's like, he's probably not going to change or whatever. And then they're just like, relax, dude. Like, like we got him. Like we'll take care of him, whatever. If I may offer a word of advice, doc, you'll have to watch this one. A right brutal bastard he has been and will be again. In spite of all his sucking up to the prison chaplain, and reading the Bible. Oh, I think we can manage things. Charlie, will you show the young man to his room now? Right, sir. You come this way, please. Uh, Alex is kind of just, he's narrating. He's like, you know, I gotten used to this guy, the old, uh, I forgot the word he used, but he's like, I got used to him. Um, he's like, I kind of miss that guy, whatever, whatever. So now Alex is out of the prison. He's now in the medical facility. Um, cuts to him. He's in bed. Um, he's kind of just chilling. He looks like he's having a good time. He's glad that he's not in fucking prison anymore. There's a nurse. She's coming up to him. She's talking to him, basically explaining about what's about to happen. He's about to get all these tests administered on him. And then they're giving him serum. Shows a little bottle, a little glass bottle with liquid in it and just says uh, experimental serum or something. And he's like, what I love fuck? that. <laughs> The, I love the bottle just says experimental. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Alex is like, what the fuck? He's like, what is this shit? Like, like, she's like, is this vitamins or something? She's like, yeah, something like that. She's like, basically it's going to help you. It's going to help cure you, whatever. And he's like, all right, fuck it, whatever. And then she's like, um, she's basically explaining that he's like, so what's going to happen? She's like, well, we're going to give you the serum. And then tomorrow you're going to go watch some movies and you're just going to, that's it. You just watch movies. And he's like, he's like, oh, Cine Vitties that, that I've seen. He's like, I love watching movies. He's like, I watch movies all the time. And he's like, fuck it, this is going to be a breeze. And she's like, yeah, well, we hope you do well. What exactly is the treatment here going to be then? Oh, it's quite simple, really. We're just going to show you some films. You mean like going to the pictures? Something like that. Well, that's good. I like to video the old films now and again. And then he, and then he's like, all right. So he's, he's kind of low key excited. He's like, damn, I got fucking off scot free. I just fucking finessed. And, um, because to them, they're inside the big theater. Um, you have the doctors all at the top. Um, they're playing the films. You have the nurse there. And then you have Alex all the way at the front of the theater at the bottom. And he has like one other nurse next to him. Um, and he's strapped in a chair and then he has a fucking head strap on him as well. And then he, they put in these fucking little eyelid locks on him. So he has to keep his eyes open. And then he has the other nurse and he's like, just, he has to drop like uh, water drops in his eyes, basically. Then they clamped like lid locks on the eyes so that I could not shut them, no matter how hard I tried. It seemed a bit crazy to me, but I let them get on with what they wanted to get on with. If I was to be a free young Malchik again in a fortnight's time, I would put up with much in the meantime, oh my brothers. 
they basically explain to him that they're going to just show him some some films and all he has to do is just sit there and just kind of just just take it and he's like all right whatever um it goes it goes to the first movie and he's narrating at this point and he's saying like it's just films of people getting beaten up the first one's a dude getting beaten up uh, by a bunch of other people and they're just beating the fuck out of this dude and he's all bloody and they're just beating the shit out of him in the street and then alex is kind of just like whatever he's like it looks like a hollywood film he's like whatever it's kind of cool so far the first film was a very good professional piece of cine like it was done in hollywood the sounds were real horror show you could slushy the screams and moans very realistic and you could even get the heavy breathing and panting of the tall chopping malchicks at the same time um second one jumps to a girl she's on the floor and she's getting raped by a bunch of dudes um like eight other dudes and these dudes it was kind of funny because they i think they were dressed in white as well um so it kind of was even though they don't know about his gang whatever it was kind of like reminiscent to like his gang so maybe he like saw a little more of like his friends and they're wearing the white and shit and they're raping this chick whatever and ultra um, violence yeah when he came to the sixth or seventh Malchik, leering and smecking, and then going into it, I began to feel really sick. But I could not shut me glasses. And even if I tried to move my glass balls about, I still could not get out of the line of fire of this picture. And um, so he's, at this point, this is when he mentions, like, he was like, it was, he says something like, it was at this point, after the, the third or fourth dude took his turn on this Chavaska or Ch- uh, I forgot the fucking word he used. Um, he's like, they were taking turns on her, like the fourth, third or fourth dude. Um, that's when he's like, I noticed I started feeling sick. And um, he's like, uh, Get me up. I'm gonna be sick. Get something for me to be sick in. Yeah, he just starts getting real sick and he starts fucking screaming and shit. And he's like, he's like, I don't know what's going on. He's like, let me out. And he starts, he starts screaming and shit. And he's like, let me out. I don't like this. I'm, I'm feeling real sick. And he's like, I'm not supposed to feel like this. Usually I don't feel like this if I watch movies like this. And after that, it cuts. Um, he's back in his room. The nurse is there. Um, he's asking her, like, he's like, he's like, that wasn't that bad. She's like, you did really well. And he's like, that wasn't that bad. I just want to know, like, why I was like feeling sick to my stomach. He's like, usually I can see movies like that and like, it's not a big problem. He's like, what the fuck was that? I just don't understand about feeling sick the way I did. I never used to feel sick before. I used to feel like the very opposite. I mean, doing it or watching it, I used to feel real on a show. You felt ill this afternoon because you're getting better. You see, when we're healthy, we respond to the presence of the hateful with fear and nausea. You're becoming healthy, that's all. And, and, and the, the song was playing during that time too, right? I think in the next one is when they start playing it. Um, the first one, it was just films. And so she's she mentions that basically he's getting sick because he's getting cured now and he's becoming healthy. And he's like, when regular people watch stuff like that, they experience fear and nausea. And he's like, she's like, so that's what you're supposed to feel. You're supposed to feel nauseated and you're supposed to feel like scared and shit. And she's like, so the medicine's working, whatever, or the, the treatment's working. Just don't worry about it. You're doing well. She's like, but the next day you're going to watch two more sessions. You're going to have two more sessions of films. And basically you're going to be watching these movies for like eight hours straight type shit. Brodsky is pleased with you. You've made a very positive response. 
Now, tomorrow there will be two sessions, of course, morning and afternoon. You mean I have to vidy two sessions in one day? I imagine you'll be feeling a little bit limp by the end of the day. But we have to be hard on you. You have to be cured. And he's like, what the fuck? Like, this is ass. And so it jumps next day. He's in the same chair. He has his eyelids open again. Um, dude's still dropping the drops in his eyes. And then that's when they put on the music. They put on the Beethoven. And it just shows them. They're showing him movies of like World War II footage and like different war, war shit and like bombs being dropped and people just like all types of shit. And um, he starts freaking out at this point and he doesn't like the music. He's like, he even mentions like, he's like, can you turn this? He's like, not Beethoven, not sweet, not sweet Ludwig. He's like, you can't do this. Like I, he, and they're like, oh, you know the song? And he's like, yeah, he's like, this is some of the most beautiful music I've ever heard. And you're just like fucking it up. He's like, I'm just feeling sick when you're playing this right now. And he's like, I, I never, I should not be feeling like this. And they're like, nah, sorry, it's all part of the, it's all part of the experiment. Then I noticed in all my pain and sickness what music it was that like cracked and boomed. It was Ludwig van Ninth Symphony, Fourth Movement. he yeah at this point like he's going through the session and he just starts freaking out and he's like let me out let me out he starts screaming he's like i'm cured i'm cured i don't i don't i don't have any more bad thoughts i don't have any blah blah blah, blah. and he's like i promise like i'm good now like i i feel sick looking at this shit like i don't I, i'm i'm cured and he's like please just let me go and they're like no it's it's working he's like just just finish the session you'll be good So it cuts after that, um, right after that, it cuts to Alex and the doctors are kind of talking to each other and they're just like, oh yeah, this is the part where like, like he's actually, he's actually being cured now type shit. Like this shit's working. Um, after that, it cuts to Alex. He's on stage in front of a bunch of business people, like higher ups. Um, there's like a spotlight on him. Ladies and gentlemen, at this stage, we introduce the subject himself. He is, as you will perceive, fit and well-nourished. He comes straight from a night's sleep and a good breakfast, undrugged, unhypnotized. Tomorrow, we send him out with confidence into the world again. Uh, they're basically going to run tests. It's a bunch of like people in the audience. And like the chief is there, the minister is there, the governor is there, the warden's there, all types of people. And this dude's the minister's showing off basically how the treatment has worked now. And so he's on stage. And the first one he demonstrates with this dude, this dude walks out on stage. Alex is just standing there. He doesn't really know what's going on. This dude comes out and he just starts insulting Alex. He's like, Hey, he's like, what's up? And then he just starts insulting. him. like, you smell like shit. Like you haven't taken a shower in like days or whatever. And Alex is like, what the fuck? Like what's going on here? Hello, heap of dirt. <laughs> Ooh, you don't wash much, do you? Judging by the horrible smell. You trying to call me a liar? No, brother. Well, you must think I'm awfully stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you do that, brother? I've never done wrong to you. 
and the dude's like he's like he just starts fucking insulting him and shit and then he starts just he smacks him and then he just starts like fucking kicking him and like and beating him up basically and alex is on the floor and at this point he like he drops to the floor and this dude's like kicking him and shit and he's just still insulting him and like trying to make him trying to get a rise out of him basically he's trying to get a reaction and this is like the violence test or whatever and he wants he wants to see if alex is going to react violently and while he's like has his foot on his chest alex is like fucking he's like gagging and shit he's like and like burping and shit and then um he puts his foot on his face and he's like he's like lick my shoe bitch and then alex is like what the fuck and he's like he says something like i wanted to to engage this guy but i couldn't he's like i just felt sick and he's like so i had to just lick that dude's shoe lick it and oh my brothers would you believe your faithful friend and long-suffering narrator pushed out his red yazik a mile and a half to lick the grasny vonny boots and again so he starts tonguing this dude's shoe and he licks it like three or four times just like fucking just going to work on that shit and then um they're like all right, he definitely all right. didn't he definitely didn't need to do all that no nah, he didn't he didn't but that dude that dude was getting a little he was getting his rocks off too on beating up alex um they fucking let him up everybody's like all right this is fucking this is too much like we get it we get it you're good so they let the dude up they're like all right next test alex is like i'm good he's standing there second test a naked chick walks out she was all right she had, she had a nice little body going on she um she basically she has like panties on or whatever but she has like she doesn't have a top on she doesn't have pants on and she walks out and she just like walks up to him and just stands there and just like just stands there in front of him like he's like on his knees and he's like looking up at her and he's mentioning basically like this is his weakness like he loves the bitches he loves bad bitches he got a fucking problem and um <laughs> shout out to rocky and free free rock and um uh he gets close to like grabbing her her boobs or whatever her tits he's like he's about to go reach up and like start just he's like i really want to just like fucking just like touch he's like i've been in prison i haven't seen a woman like this in a long time he's like he's ready for it and then he's about to like grab her and then as soon as he gets close he like fucking starts gagging and burping and shit and he's like Ugh. and everybody's just like oh they're all disgusted by him and shit <laughs> And then he's just like, ah, oh, fuck. And he says something like, he's like, like a warden standing right behind me getting ready. If I was getting ready to do something bad, like he stopped me. And he's like, so. And then the, everybody starts clapping. And this is when they realize like, oh, shit, maybe this really did work. This treatment really did work. And Alex is just sitting there. He's all fucking distraught. He's like, fuck, man. Like, I'm, I changed. Like, I'm different. And the girl's like, she takes a bow, whatever. And she's all proud for just standing there naked, I guess um they're like all right thank you you're good so everybody's all clapping they're all happy um alex gets up mister comes back up he's like see the treatment works um we've cured him of his wrongdoings by making him being impelled by him being impelled to do evil things he's now impelled to not do evil things by the treatment that we've done or whatever basically what they did is in my i think right they gave him the medicine to make him sick 
And it was like, it was like the Pavlov dog experiment where they just associated his nausea with anything that's bad. So, mm-hmm. so anytime you see something that's bad or something experiences something that's bad, he just starts getting nauseous. Sick, yeah. yeah. So they didn't really cure him. They just fucking just put like a, a shot collar on him basically. And so like when correction is not punishment. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then the preacher gets up. He's like, he's like, he's like, well, he's like, he kind of says the same thing. He's like, you don't really cure him. He's like, this dude has no free choice now. That's not him being cured. It's just, you're just fucking whatever, whatever. He's like, there's no, like, where's the morality in this? And, and the dude's like, he's like, there's no, he's like, that doesn't fucking matter. Just the, what matters is that it works. Choice. He ceases to be a wrongdoer. He ceases also to be a creature capable of moral choice. Padre, these are subtleties. We're not concerned with motives for the higher ethics. We are concerned only with cutting down crime. And and like he doesn't do anything bad anymore. And they're like, all right. So everybody's like, okay, that's that's good enough for me. Um Alex is like, Alex is pleased because he basically he's free now. He gets to go home and he's like, fuck it. I did what I had to do. Like I suffered through that shit. I'm cool. Okay. After this, it cuts to Alex. He goes home and this is like pretty much the last quarter of the movie. uh, The last arc. Um, He's going home. And now this is probably like the second arc. Um, basically he goes home he sees he walks in his house he sees his parents they're sitting on the couch and he's like hey he's like hey i'm home type shit. and then and then there's this other dude just sitting there <laughs> with his parents and dude's just fucking chilling just eating toast good to see you give him fit oh uh, uh, how are you then how are you oh i'm fine fine uh, keeping out of trouble you know well, I'm back. And then um, he's like talking to his parents and his parents are all like, oh, what the fuck? They did not expect him to come home, especially this early. And he's like, we didn't know. And he's like, yeah, I wanted to be a surprise. Like, like, I just I did this experiment. And they let me go. Like, I wanted to surprise you guys. And they're just like, uh, well, you don't have a room anymore. You don't have your snake. You don't have anything like all, <laughs> you all have your snake. <laughs> all your shit's been thrown out, dog. Like he's or he says like the police confiscated it and they sold all your stuff as collateral for to pay for the funeral or whatever. And Alex is like, "Well, what the fuck?" He's like, "Well, what do I do?" Like, like in reality, he's still he's still just a kid. He's still just a teenager. Like he right. like he was he was literally going to school like a month before or whatever the fuck, a couple months before. And so like Alex is like he's just a kid he doesn't know what the fuck he's supposed to do but um and then he goes up to his dad and he's like he's like hey dad and he's like um who's that fucking that dude just sitting there eating toast staring at me hey dad there's a strange fella sitting on the sofa munchy munching lumpticks of toast That's Joe. He uh, he lives here now. The lodger. That's what he is. He rents your room. 
And and he's like, oh, uh, yeah, I want to tell you about that. That's uh, that's Joe. And the dude's just sitting there, just just fucking yeah. staring at him, just eating his toast, just being it. And then he's like, yeah, that's Joe. He's basically he's renting out your room and he's a good guy and he pays his rent on time. And like, we don't have any problems with Joe. And Joe's just kind of just fucking staring him down. Joe doesn't fuck with Alex at all. You can already tell. And um, Alex is like, well, he's like, how you like the room, Joe? Like, like, how, like you like it here? And basically trying to just like, he's trying to do whatever he can to get him to fucking get out of here base type shit. And Joe's like, then Joe starts going off. He's like, yeah, I've been more. He's like, I know all about you. They told me all the stories. I've heard about other stories from other people. He's like, you're a piece of shit, basically. And I've been more of a son to your parents than you have. And he's like, and in the past four months, <laughs> yeah, yeah, in the past four months. And he's like, Alex, is, uh, Joe just wants, Joe basically says, bro, you got to get out of here. You got to go get a job and fucking figure out shit for yourself. He's like, that's what I did. Like, I came into this house myself and like, I, I pay rent. I've heard about you. I know what you've done. Breaking the arts of your poor grieving parents. So you're back, eh? You're back to make life a misery for your lovely parents once more, is that it? Well, over my dead corpse you will, because you see, they've let me be more like a son to them than like a lodger. And um, and Alex is like, well, what the fuck? Like, Alex doesn't know what to do. He kind of wants to fight this dude, but as soon as he starts... He starts fucking gagging and burping and shit. And then Joe like looks at him. He's like, oh, what the fuck is going on? Well, do put your hand over your mouth, please. It's bloody revolting. <laughs> and then he's like, bro, this kind of sick. He's like, it's kind of disgusting, honestly. But like, as long as you're not going to do anything bad. And um, Alex is like, Alex is in the spot where he's like, fuck, I can't do anything. I can't take what I want anymore. And I can't get what I want anymore. He's like, I'm fucking fucked. And so like he starts crying. He starts tearing up. And then his mom starts tearing up and his mom's crying. And he's like, he's like, you guys don't fucking love me anymore. And he just goes on this little teenager tirade of like, like, what am I supposed to do type shit? Um, you guys are fucking pieces. You guys are fucked up. And I'm going to die out there by myself type shit. And then um, the mom's crying. Joe's like, see what you did. Like you're causing a fucking big r- ruckus now. And Joe's like, just get out of here, dude. Just like go. And then um, Alex is like, all right. He realizes that he's not going to he's not going to get anywhere. So Alex is like, all right, fuck you guys. He's like, I'll make my own way. And he's like, and he's like, if my if my body ends up on on the streets or whatever, like that's on that's on your guys's that's on your guys's conscience. Right. I'm leaving now. You won't ever pity me no more. I'll make me own way. Thank you very much. But it lie heavy on your consciences. And so he gets upset. He leaves. Parents don't stop him. They just let him go. Um, he's walking. At this point, he's walking to just around the city, just figure out where to go, I guess. Um, he's carrying just his little bag of possessions that he had when he first got locked up. And he walks to the bridge that you saw earlier but now it's daytime and he's walking under the bridge whatever and then you see the homeless dude that he fucking beat up in the beginning and now the homeless dude notices him he's like hey you're that motherfucker that fucking beat me up that one time 
and alex is like he's kind of caught off guard and he's like oh shit and alex is like he's he's a good guy now basically like he doesn't do anything bad and he's like shit my bad dude like i've been i've been through some shit like like i've been through the system like my bad dog like i ain't like i ain't about that life no more and this dude's like nah fuck you like we're gonna get my revenge and so he calls his gang of other homeless dudes and other whole old guys and they all beat the fuck out of him Then there was like a sea of dirty, smelly old men trying to get at your humble narrator with their feeble rukas and horny old claws. It was old age having a go at youth. And I daren't do a single solitary thing, oh my brothers. It being better to be hit at like that than want to sick and feel that horrible pain. And they just start beating up Alex and it's like 30 homeless old people just beating on Alex in the middle of the street under the bridge. And um, he's like screaming and shit. And he's like, oh, fuck. he can't do anything. And he's burping and shit at the same time. Like all fucking, he's just all fucked up. <laughs> and then um, the cops come, two cops show up and they're like, hey, relax, relax, relax. Like, what are you guys doing? Like, chill out. And Alex is kind of like, oh, thank God. Like, I'm fucking saved. Like, it's like, fuck. I mean, I don't fuck with the pigs, but like, thank you for saving me. He like looks up and then little do you know the fucking two cops that save him are fucking his old droogs georgie and ben just looks up at him and he's like oh fuck he's like i'm better i was better off with the fucking homeless people beating me up and they look down at him they're like alex what the fuck like we didn't expect to see your ass here and um they're like all right let's go and like he doesn't really get a choice in anything at that point they just pick his ass up they throw him in the squad car and they drive him off to the fucking woods and i thought they were gonna snuff his ass honestly i was like oh they're gonna kill this motherfucker and um, well, at first I was like, oh, they're just going to like mess with them. It's not going to get too serious. And then they take him to the woods and I'm like, oh, shit, they're really going to fuck this dude up. A job for two who are now of job age. The police. <laughs> and so they take him to the woods. Um, they're telling him about they basically heard about all his he's like i've changed i've changed he's like it's nice to see you guys like but i'm not the same i'm not the same alex anymore like i'm better i'm cured now and they're like yeah yeah yeah. we heard all about it in the news like we heard that you got that treatment whatever yeah i'm sure you are good and so they take him to this fucking trough full of like dirty water and they basically just start drowning him and they drown his ass for like a good fucking like like whole minute like 60 seconds and they're just fucking just beating his ass while they're holding his head down in the water
Alex is just getting fucked up. Like he just gets, he gets emotionally damaged by his parents and he gets beat up by all these old homeless people. And then he gets beat up by his old friends and he's just having a bad day. And so they, they stop beating him eventually. And they're like, well, we'll see you later, whatever. We're not going to fucking kill you. Cause like we're cops obviously, but like, like we're still going to fuck with you if we, if we see you again type shit. Um, they leave him there right after that it changes the weather changes it's all raining now there's like thunder and shit it's like a thunderstorm um alex gets up he's all bloody and shit and he's all fucking beat up he doesn't have anywhere to go he he doesn't have anywhere to stay he doesn't have anyone to help him he's just a mess and his whole world just got turned upside down he he was better off in prison honestly um he sees a sign he's like he starts narrating again he sees a sign on the road He's just walking, just trying to find shelter. He sees a sign on the road that says home. It's like a little lit up sign. It says home. And then he's narrating saying like something like, I, he's like, I don't know exactly where I was. But he's like, I just wanted to go home. Like I saw a sign that said home and I was, I just felt like I need to go here. Like it's, I, I just want to go home. He's like a kid. He's like, I just want to go home type shit. Where was I to go who had no home and no money? I cried for myself. Home, home home it was home i was wanting and it was home i came to brothers not realizing in the state i was in where i was and had been before and he's like so he saw a sign on the road that said home and he's like well that's where i'm gonna go so he goes up to that house knocks on the door right after he knocks cuts back into like the same cut that they did in the very beginning and little do you know, again, another familiar face. It is the old guy with the typewriter from the beginning. What else could that be? And Mr. Alexander. Yeah, I think his name was Frank. Frank Alexander, maybe? Yeah, I, I remember his last name is Alexander. Okay, yeah. So um, so it's the old dude at the typewriter, and he's just fucking typing whatever. And then it cuts to, instead of like, where it had the same shot where it panned the first time to his wife on the side, now it pans over, and it's this big-ass fucking Clark Kent-looking motherfucker just fucking <laughs> lifting weights in the middle of the night. I'll see what it is. And, um, and he's like, the dude's in a wheelchair now and the old dude's in a wheelchair. And then this big ass dude is basically like his caretaker and the doorbell rings or he knocks on the door. And then the guy looks type, the old guy looks, and then the buff guy looks and he's like, who is it? He's like, I don't know. You want me to go check? He's like, yeah, check. So he gets up, he stops lifting weights, goes, opens the door. And then he like, looks to see who it is. He doesn't see anybody he opens it more. And then like Alex, like fucking just falls in his arms, basically type shit. Please. 
Alex is all beat up. Dude picks him up, just carries him like a baby, takes him back to the living room. The old guy sees him and he's like, what the fuck? And he's like, this dude looks like he's really fucked up. And um, at this point, Alex is like half dead, all bloody and shit. And he looks up at the old dude and he realizes like, oh shit, like I'm back in the same fucking house. My God, what's happened to you, my boy? And would you believe it? Oh, my brothers and only friends. There was your faithful narrator being held helpless like a babe in arms and suddenly realizing where he was. And he's like, it's the same dude that I fucked with last time and I fucking raped his wife right in front of him. And so he's like narrating and he's basically saying like he was scared that the dude was going to recognize him. And the dude's like, the dude's kind of like asking him like, what happened? Like, what's going on? And he, Alex is trying to play it cool to make sure he doesn't recognize him. And he's kind of saying like, the cops beat me up. The cops did this. Uh, they, I, I swear, he's like, I swear I didn't do anything. I just, I got back. I got back out of prison. The cops beat me up. And then the guy was like, wait, I know you. And he's like, I fucking know your face. And Alex is like, oh shit. Like he's about to fucking, now he's going to get pissed at me again. And he's like, yeah, you're that, you're that guy that they did the experiments on. And then Alex is like, oh, thank God. And he's like, yeah, he's like, you're the, you're the poor victim that they were doing the experiments on. And Alex is like, yes, yes, I'm the victim. Yes, that's me. I know you. Isn't it your picture in the newspapers? Didn't I see you on the video this morning? Are you not the poor victim of this horrible new technique? Yes, sir. That's exactly who I am, what I am, sir. A victim, sir. And by God, you've been sent here by Providence. And then he's like, he's like, oh my God. And this guy's getting all, he's getting all excited and shit for some reason. You don't really know yet why. But he's getting real excited and he's like, he's getting all fucking amped up and shit. He's like, all right. Julian, big fucking Superman looking dude, go take, go take Alex, run him a hot bath and get him all taken care of, whatever. Um, cuts to Alex chilling in the tub. And then this motherfucker, he's chilling in the tub. He's cool. He's cool. The old man didn't fucking know anything. He's a dumb old man. And then Alex starts fucking singing, singing in the rain, the same song that he sang when he fucking raped that dude's wife and fucking beat the shit out of him. And I was and like, you don't think he's going to remember this? Like, what is going through your mind? Why would you start singing that song? And then um, it cuts. So Alex is in the tub. He's singing the song. He's first, he's real quiet. And he's kind of just singing to himself. And then it cuts to the crazy dude. He's right outside the bathroom and at his typewriter type shit. And he's um, he's on the phone and he's talking to somebody. And basically the reason why he was getting so excited that Alex showed up because he's he has powerful friends and he's like a lobbyist or whatever. And he's trying to it's, it's all a political thing. And he's trying to get he's talking about the election and how he has a, a, a ringer now that can help him win the election or help him and his buddies win the election. He can be the most potent weapon imaginable to ensure that the government is not returned to the forthcoming election. 
The government's big boast, as you know, sir, is the way they have dealt with crime during the last few months. Recruiting brutal young roughs into the police, proposing debilitating and will-sapping techniques of conditioning. Oh, we've seen it all before in other countries. The thin end of the wedge. Before we know where we are, we shall have the full apparatus of totalitarianism. And so he's all excited and he's like, yeah, I got this. I got this guy here. You need to come and see him. Like, like this could be the t- our ticket to win the election. And so he's all excited. And then right after that, it cuts back to Alex. He's in the tub. And at this point, Alex is fucking screaming this song for some reason, like un- <laughs> un- unnecessarily just screaming this song out loud. And he's fucking singing the song and super loud. And that's when the dude fucking realizes, like, he hears him and he's like, what the fuck? He's like, I know that voice. Like, I've heard that voice sing that song before. And that's when he just realizes. And then it, it does another um, up up camera shot that kind of they did in The Shining where Jack yeah. was like staring down in it. And like the dude's like, he's just getting real pissed. He's like, and he starts like having a heart attack or something once he hears him singing that song. And um. So at that point, that's when the old dude realizes, like, oh, fuck, this is that dude that fucking beat me up and raped my wife. Right after that, cuts to Alex. He's all in a nice robe and shit, and he's eating spaghetti. And he's just having a grand old time. He's like, he's just happy that he's free and he got a fucking meal and he's in a nice house and he's just chilling. And and the the Superman dude comes out. He's carrying the old Frank. He's carrying old Frank Alexander in his wheelchair. He sets him down right next to him. And Alex is like, hey, I hope you don't mind me. I just, I, I thought you laid this out for me. I don't know if you did, but I started eating it anyways. Good evening. It was very kind of you, sir, to leave this out for me. There was no one around when I finished my bath, so I started. Hope that's all right, sir. Of course. Um, there's spaghetti here, so I just started eating it. And um, the dude's like, yeah, this is for you type shit. And he's like, don't worry about it. He's like, enjoy. Um, he has a glass of wine there. Um, Alex is like, okay. And at this point, now the tension's really weird because the dude knows who he is and he's treating him like he knows who he is but alex doesn't know if he knows that he knows yet and then julian's just sitting there superman's just sitting there just fucking staring at him like like do something bitch i dare you like type shit And so they both know what he did now and Alex doesn't know that they know. So like Alex is still trying to play it cool. Like he's this innocent little victim dude, but this old dude is pissed. And so he just starts yelling. He's just being super weird. And he's another character where he has like, like this weird ass, this weird ass voice. And he's like, he's like food. All right. 
and then he's like <laughs> and then the, alex is like uh yeah it's it's pretty good like thanks for the spaghetti and then he's like what about the wine try the wine <laughs> and he's like oh. spot on and he's like okay i'll try the wine food all right great sir great Try the wine. And then, um, so he's like, he starts pouring a glass of wine for for Alex. Alex gets a little, Alex senses that the dude's kind of being weird now. So he senses that something's weird. So he's like kind of hesitant to drink it. And he like grabs the wine. He starts looking at it and he like, sniffs a little bit he's like what the he's i think he thinks that it might be poison he's like fuck i think this dude knows and so he's kind of hesitant and then he takes a drink and he's like oh he's like nah it's just wine he's like oh he's like hey thanks man like i needed this like i was i was thirsty (laughs) and A very nice little number, sir. Well, here's to it. And this dude's like, I'm glad you enjoy good wine. And he was like, Yeah, whatever, whatever. Um, he he's then the dude's like, Well, have another glass. He Alex downs it and he's like, Have another glass. He pours in. And then Alex drinks it. He's like, Okay. And he drinks a little more and he's like, Have another glass. And he pours <laughs> another glass. And then Alex is like, All right. And he's like, basically, this dude says, All right, um, he's like, I want to help you out. I made a call to some friends. They're going to come down here right now. And we're all going to help you out with your situation. Um, we all know about your situation. It was all in the newspapers and shit. And we just want to help you out. And, but he's still being real weird and like on edge shaking shit. Um, Alex still doesn't really know exactly what's going on, but he's just like trying to play it cool. Um, right after that thing knocks, uh, dude and a girl walk in and it's the people that, that Frank called. Um, they come in, they're basically like, Hey, nice to meet you. We're so-and-so and so-and-so. I forgot who they said they were, but they're friends of Frank and um, they just want to interview him and get some more information about what he went through with that whole Ludovico experiment. And he's like, okay, yeah, no biggie. Like whatever you want to know. And um, um, Oh, I, before this too, before they got there, the old guy does mention his wife and he's like, you know, my wife used to do like everything for me. And then Alex is kind of like, Oh, he's like, Oh, where's she at now? She's, she's out of town. And he's like, Nope, she's dead. Like, <laughs> and he's like, Oh shit. Uh, that, I'm sorry to hear that. He's like, yeah, the doctor said she died of pneumonia, but he's like, he's, he mentioned specifically, he says like, I know that she, she didn't die of pneumonia, but she died as a victim of the modern age. And Alex is just like, what the fuck? I don't, you're on some other shit. Like, hopefully he doesn't figure out who I am. She was very badly raped, you see. We were assaulted by a gang of vicious young hoodlums in this house, in this very room you are sitting in now. I was left a helpless cripple, but for her, the agony was too great. The doctor said it was pneumonia because it happened some months later during a flu epidemic. The doctors told me it was pneumonia, but I knew what it was. A victim of the modern age, poor, poor girl. Um, that's when the, the, the people come, the guy and the girl come, they start writing down notes, questioning him about what happened with the experiment. 
they mentioned that he was conditioned against acts of violence and he was also conditioned against acts of mu- uh, conditioned against music and he's like well not all music it's he's like they only played one song and he was like it's just this one specific song it's beethoven's ninth symphony and he's like basically whenever i hear it like i like it gives me this feeling and i just have to snuff it out and he's like i can't i can't fucking listen to that song anymore they ruined it for me and they're like oh that's interesting and then he's they ask him something about like oh do you do you ever feel suicidal and he's like he's like you know i wouldn't say he's like let me just let me just put it this way he's like i feel really weak i feel really scared and i feel like at any moment something bad could happen and then right after he says that just fucking face plants in his his spaghetti do you still feel suicidal uh well put it this way i feel very low in myself i can't see much in the future and i feel that any second something terrible is going to happen to me and he fucking just passes out and basically i'm guessing frank poisoned his or put sedatives in his fucking wine so he fucking knocked him out that's why he was pouring him so many glasses they're like good job frank like we got him uh we got him bring him in um after this alex wakes up he's in a room uh he's he's asleep on a bed like drooling and shit and you just hear the fucking beethoven playing and <clears throat> you hear the fucking ninth symphony playing just fucking blasting loud as fuck and alex wakes up he doesn't really know what's going on but as soon as he realizes it he's on he's in this weird like in the small little room like in an attic or something and this mu- music is just blasting and he's like oh fuck and then he realizes like fuck i woke up The pain and sickness all over me like an animal. Then I realized what it was. The music coming up from the floor was our old friend Ludwig van. And he tries to get out and then the door is locked. And then he just starts fucking like gagging and shit. He's like, uh, uh, just fucking burping and shit. He's like, he's see, basically they're torturing him. And it cuts to them under the, they're like under his room. And they have like these big ass speakers next to them. And they're just sitting there and they're just replaying the Ninth Symphony over and over and over. And Alex is just fucking just hating it. And he's like, he's like, stop, stop. He's fucking yelling. He's like, this is torture. He's like, I can't take this anymore. <laughs> And they're just fucking loving it. You know, I I didn't I didn't know that like the that Ninth Symphony the song is supposed to be like symbolic for like the like the greatness of humanity or something like that. Oh really? I didn't know that either. Did you read that? Nah, because I yeah, because a lot of like classical pieces and stuff they do have like a theme that they're trying to right. like a story they're trying to tell with the music. Um, but no, I I didn't know that was like. It's like the greatness of humanity. It's, I, I guess it's pretty yeah. ironic. Yeah. That is, that is pretty ironic where it's fucking, <laughs> uh, he's doing a bunch of bad shit to that song. He fucking gets off on that shit and it's supposed to be like a, a sign of virtue. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, 
So yeah, he's fucking freaking out because he's like, fuck, he's like, I can't take this. He's like, and he realizes like they're fucking torturing me right now. Like I have to get out of here. And he's like, I'd rather fucking die than fucking be in this room anymore. And he's like, he's like, everything else in my life is fucking shit anyway. So like, what's the point of even living? Like, I'm done. And so he opens up the window and he looks down. He's like maybe three stories up and he's like, fuck this, I'm jumping. So he jumps out of the window and he jumps to fucking commit suicide and he falls. It shows the camera falling or him falling and lands right on some fucking concrete and he um, he blocks out. Oh, one moment of pain, perhaps, and then sleep forever and ever and ever. Uh, during that scene, I read uh, that Kubrick went through a couple different actual cameras because he he actually threw a camera. To, <laughs> he to actually get that dropped shot. them. Yeah, yeah that, that's funny. It, it, like I said, because when I mentioned the camera fell, yeah. it, it actually did look like a camera falling. Yeah, um, that's why it kind of sparked my memory again. That's funny. Um, that sounds like something Kubrick definitely would do. Was like, fuck it, we're just gonna throw this fucking expensive ass <laughs> camera out the window and like see what happens. Um, so yeah, he falls, he jumps out, and he's like, fuck this, I'm I'm done, I'm done with this world. Let's go. He jumps out, he tries to kill himself, blacks out, lands on the concrete. Then he starts narrating. He's like, well, my friends, like, unfortunately, I did not kill myself. And then it cuts to him. He wakes up. He's in a full body cast, just in the fucking hospital bed. And he's just fucked now. I jumped on my brothers and I fell hard, but I did not snuff it. If I had snuffed it, I would not be here to tell what I told have. I came back to life after a long black, black gap of what might have been a million years. Um, uh, he's in the hospital bed. <clears throat> oh he wakes up in that nurse and the doctor yeah so there's yeah. they're trying to get it on oh yeah yeah that was weird yeah there was a nurse and the doctor in like the side room and he's he's groaning because he's like in pain and he's like uh and then right after he groans they groan they're like she's like uh and then yeah. he groans again uh and it's just it's kind of silly um but yeah the doctor and the nurse are fucking while he's fucking just like in a coma basically um uh he wakes up he's in a full body cast right after the doctor scene with them um they're like oh shit he's awake like we can call his family now we can call people and let people know that he's up now um he's out of the coma um right after that cuts to his parents they show up they have like a little gift basket or whatever and he's like what the fuck he's like what are you guys doing here he's like i thought i told you i never want to see you again and like his mother starts crying again. His dad's like, no, he doesn't mean that. He doesn't mean that. He's just upset. And he's like, he's like, what are you guys doing here? His dad's like, oh, we saw you. Your name was in the paper again. Um, except like now you're a hero and you're being labeled as like a victim and like someone who went through a bunch of traumatic shit. And they're like, they're like, we're so sorry. We didn't know everything that you went through. Like, like, we're so sorry. They're basically like, Joe's not there anymore. You can come back. You can have your own room back, your old room back and all this stuff. <laughs> and then. And then so they're just trying to make good with their son. And then he's like, all right, whatever. And when you think about it, son, maybe it was our fault too, in a way. 
Your home's your home. When all's said and done, some. Um, right after that, they leave. It cuts to another nurse. She comes in. And I thought it was interesting at this part because he does mention a line um, where he says... The, the nurse comes in and she's basically checking on him and she's, she's going to start giving him tests. She's like, Hey, I'm going to give you some tests. And you're basically just going to, it's just like um, fill in the blanks type shit. And mm-hmm. I'm going to sh- show you some pictures and you're just going to give me a response. And then he's like, okay, that's, he sounds easy enough. And she's, and then he mentioned something like, he's like, he's like, you know, it's weird. He's like, I felt like he's like, while I was asleep, I felt like, or I had visions or something of like the doctors working on my, on my head or something. And he's like, I felt like they were doing stuff and messing with my, he says, he says he's using his lingo. So I can't remember exactly what he says, but he's like, they were working on my, my, my cranium or whatever type shit. And then she's like, no, nah, it's just part of like a coma. Like sometimes you get weird visions of like shit when you're coming out of a coma. She's like, I wouldn't think too much into it. And he's like, all right, whatever. And he's like, all right, let's take this test. So she starts showing him pictures and then he's starts going back. He just answers all these things like hella stupid and it's like a picture of, of eggy, like eggy wiggies. He calls them. It's like a picture of eggs. And then she's like, what do you, what do you want to do with these eggs or whatever? And he's like, uh, I want to fucking shove them in your face. And he starts laughing, just like being stupid. And then she's like, okay, whatever. And she's like marking down all of his answers. And all these things are like just regular things, like regular, normal human people things. But he's just giving like these terrible answers. Like he wants to punch people. He wants to fucking just hurt people, all this shit. So it's kind of like those old ways. Exactly. So it kind of shows you that he's back to his old ways. The boy you always quarreled with is seriously ill. My mind is a blank. Uh, the bo- and I'll smash your face for you, your blockos. <laughs> and um, after that, she gives him a couple more. And then she's like, she's like, OK, perfect. Like, you're good. And then he, he's like, how'd I do? And she's like, she's like, it's not really that type of test, but like, you're, you're, you're good. Now and, you're fine. <laughs> and he's like, all right. And then, um, so the minister right after that, it cuts to the minister. She, oh, she says something like, uh, you have a, you have a, a important visitor coming to visit you in the next couple of days or whatever. And he's like, okay, cool. So after that it cuts to the minister, the minister's walking up. It's the minister that originally picked him to take the test when he was in the courtyard, or whatever, in the prison. Um, he starts, he goes up to Alex and he's just trying to talk to Alex and explain to him everything that, that happened. And he's just trying to lay out everything for Alex right now. And, um, Alex like tries to take a bite out of his food and he like, can't do it. And the dude's like, here, I'll, I'll do it for you. And then Alex is just like fucking with him and he's like chewing and he opens his mouth every time he's like, like for him to feed him. And the dude's like, all right, he's just like fucking just feeding into it but it just shows alex is being a little fucking piece of shit again help you we followed recommendations which were made to us that turned out to be wrong an inquiry will place the responsibility where it belongs we want you to regard and he's like yeah feed me bitch like type shit like i'm in this body cast but you're still feeding me type shit and then um so basically the minister is just saying like hey um we know all the stuff that you went through everybody's aware of your situation. Um, but we're friends. We want to be friends. We're taking care of you. He's like, we put up this whole 
you have this whole ward to yourself, this whole hospital ward to yourself. Um, he's like, we're, we're just trying to take care of you. That's what friends do. They look out for each other. And he says, he starts mentioning certain people wanted him to die so that they can blame it all on the experiment and blame it on the political party and stuff and, and use his death as a tool to usher in their agenda, whatever. And then he even mentions Frank again. He's like, some other people still want you dead. They, they're still calling for blood for you. And he's like, but don't worry about that. We put that guy away. Um, you're safe from him. You'll be safe from him. He's safe from you. Like, don't worry about it. And he's like, he's basically saying like, we're, we're looking out for your interests because you're going to look out for our interests. And he's basically bribing him or whatever the fuck. And, um, and he mentions that he's going to get out of the hospital. They're going to set him up with a job and he's going to work for them basically. And his whole, the whole thing that he wants him to do is that the public opinion has shifted from the election, from his political party, the public, public opinion shifted because of that whole experiment thing and everything Alex went through. Like they're all looking at that party like really badly now. And he's like, but if I can get Alex on my side, then it'll, you can change. You're going to be the leader to change the public opinion basically for the next election. As I was saying, Alex, you can be instrumental in changing the public's verdict. Do you understand, Alex? Do I make myself clear? And so Alex is like, all right, whatever. Just like still feed me, bitch. And so the guy's like, all right. He's like, at least we're on understanding now. That's what it is. And so after that, he's like, I heard I brought another gift. I heard you like music. He brings in these big ass speakers. He starts playing more classical music for more Beethoven. Um, and then basically from there, a bunch of press comes in and it's just like a photo op. And the minute the minister is just there, just getting pictures with him, like all smiling. And Alex is like hugging next to him and smiling and shit. And then um, right after that, it looks like. I don't know if you remember the scene, but it looks like he dies. Um, he's shaking his hand and then like Alex just freezes. And then like his eyes start like rolling back and shit. And it, I thought maybe he died or something or maybe. Do you know? Do you remember the scene I'm talking about? It's literally the last scene. Yeah, I, that's that's kind of what I took it as. Anyways, this dude, it looks like he dies and like his eyes start rolling backwards and he like just freezes while this while they're taking the pictures or whatever. And I assumed so right after that, then it cuts to Alex in the snow. Mm -hmm. And he's having. He's having sex with this girl. Here it is. My bad, I got you right here. So at like, at like 50, at like 50 seconds, oh shit. at like 50 seconds, he starts like dying or something. I don't know how you took that, but at like 55 seconds. So he's like doing this photo op in the middle of the in the middle of the press and then he like dies or something I think. Wow. 
was it like I, I thought it was like he was like being triggered or something like he was having flashbacks of that movie the movie that they were making him watch maybe I, i'm not really sure what it was but in my opinion i or from my perspective i when i first saw it i thought he he died and then right after he died that's when it cuts to the scene of him having sex with the girl in the snow and they're like laying down in the snow and it looks like they're kind of laying in like a shallow grave type thing mm. and there's other people on both rows of them behind them and there's just like other people just watching them they're just clapping and they're just like yeah have their coats on and shit and then um so yeah i took it as he he died and then like he's now like the afterlife he's like being a piece of shit still and he's just like fucking bitches in the afterlife and shit yeah and, that's his heaven yeah that's his yeah that's his heaven and then um the last line of the movie is when alex is like he just says i was cured all right and then mm-hmm. like and then it ends <laughs> clockwork orange that's how it ends he says i was cured all right and then he fucking that bitch in the snow but was he (laughs) but was he i don't so what do you what 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 what, what's going on man what did this film didn't do it for you no i i like the uh because even though he's a terrible kid, he's doing all this terrible stuff. Like you start to like almost relate and like get like sympathize with Alex and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And you feel bad that like he, his free will is, is taken away. But then there's like the question of, but all this guy wants to do is just be a demon so should he have free will <laughs> straight you know? up a demon bro De- bro was on demon time the whole movie shit man even even when he wasn't doing anything bad he still wanted to do bad shit he yeah. just couldn't he was on demon time literally 24 7 um yeah that, so- that's that's kind of what i that's like the main thing that 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 i took away from it and like what i like the 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 question that I tried to think about what what is the right decision in that yeah so so there, there were a couple of things I took from this um basically there's the the question of morality I think is that's a big thing of like re- religion and morality and like is it right to take away someone's freedom of freedom of will and freedom of choice even if they are a bad person and they're taking away other people's freedoms it kind of like that's one of the main questions it's asking is like is it still right and that's like you said you still kind of feel bad for him even though he's a piece of shit like you like like as a human you just feel bad for him and so like it brings up that and then it also brings up what i took from it more so the the bigger thing that i took from this movie was the um the political commentary and Hmm. and like the power structure commentary um so I was I was reading some I was watching some videos and reading some stuff and they were basically saying like so you know the artwork right mm-hmm. it's the triangle whatever yep and 
and it has like an eye there well the eye on his on his on his on his sleeve or whatever and um it's like another triangle of the milk girl statue Mm -hmm. and so it's like a triangle within a triangle within a triangle and um have you seen the original artwork though so apparently there was another artwork besides this one that was originally made for it and it's it's pretty much the same thing but it's more triangles and it's bigger and bigger and bigger and on top of alex is another it's the the white girl it's the white statue and it just keeps going 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 and um let me see if i can find it oh yeah i'm looking at it right now yeah so so apparently that was the original artwork um and it was just supposed to be like this commentary on on like the power structure and like people um like the the people at the top and the people at the bottom of the pyramid basically and like a mm-hmm. pyramid pyramid structure and like how um it could get into like the how like women kind of women and sex kind of like rule the men or like that society and like drive their women women and sex are like a big driving factor for a lot of the stuff that other people do in this world and then like at the same time it's like they're still trapped within this pyramid structure of like they can't really escape that shit it's like just a part of ingrained in their society like how in american society like if you say like what is american culture like one of the things that people might bring up is like war like war is a part of our american culture like unfortunately but like it's 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 a part of just like something we've all grown up with and something that we're kind of desensitized to and it's kind of like the same thing with this world is like sex and like a lot of like er erotic images and like nudity and and rape and sexual assault and like a lot of that shit is part of that culture in that society in Mm -hmm. this in this dystopian society um so i thought that was kind of interesting because like it did it did it does make sense and it does kind of play into that um at least cubic's rendition um also do you know what a clockwork orange is or do you know what it's supposed to mean? Uh, no. So yeah, that was something I, I figured out too. Because I was like, why is this movie called The Clockwork Orange? Like, what the fuck does that mean? But basically, it's kind of also another commentary on how an orange is, an orange is something that's organic. It's like an organic fruit that comes from the earth. But at the same time, it's like clockwork and it's like a machine. So all these people are like people and they're organic matter and stuff. But at the same time, they all work for like this machine and, mm. like, and like the cycles that they play into this, this, the cycles of this negative shit. And that like Alex plays into like Alex goes through the cycle of being bad to being kind of good to being bad again. It's like, it's like, he's playing into the cycle, like clockwork. And it's, mm. like, it's like, so he's like, people are the oranges and they're this organic thing. But at the same time, the system and everything around them, their society kind of corrupts them and makes them fall into this negative cycle that just keeps happening over and over and over. So I was like, okay, that kind of makes sense. And like, so like when I started reading shit like that, I was like, damn, this movie, wait, this movie's kind of woke. Like, All right. it's, like it's a little more woke than I thought. Um, but so yeah, that's it. I, the, the name's kind of whatever the name kind of stands out and people like when you hear that name they're like oh clockwork orange yeah i know it's a classic movie but um 
I think it's a little deeper than people realize. Um, also, there was some, just some behind the scenes thing that I saw that basically this movie was made. Uh, it was his second movie made, I think. It was made after 2001, A Space Odyssey. And basically Kubrick, so after 2001, Kubrick, like, you know, it didn't, we, we mentioned it didn't really do that well in, mm-hmm. in box office, or whatever. It was kind of like, it didn't really blow up until later. Um, so like he was kind of in deep water with, with Hollywood and like the producers and shit. And so, but, but he had right after 2001, he had a bigger vision of making a Napoleon movie, Napoleon Bonaparte. Mm the French fucking revolutionist or whatever, um, the mm-hmm. French Emperor. Um, so like he was working on this big, big Napoleon movie that was going to be like three hours long, three and a half hours long type shit, like this big Napoleon epic. And, but it was just going to cost so much fucking money that they were looking at Kubrick and they're like, bro, like you already put us in a big ass hole with making 2001 and like you fucked with all our budgets and all our money and you didn't make us any money back. <laughs> and they're like, no, like we're not going to, we're not going to fund your Napoleon movie. And so Kubrick kind of took it upon himself and he was like, well, fuck you guys. And he's like, he's like, if, if you're not going to pay me for, for doing the Napoleon movie, then I'm going to do something smaller. I'm going to do something real contained. That's like just in a real small set, whatever. And I'm going to do it on a super small budget. And I'm going to prove to you that I can make a fucking banger ass movie just on a small budget. And so like, yeah, he only made this movie for 1.3 mil and like it, it made 114 million. And so like, he obviously blew expectations out of the water with that, which is kind of crazy because it's like, honestly, if he would have put out the Napoleon movie and they would have funded him, it would have probably flopped low key. And like, so he goes and he makes this other movie, like out of spite of like all the producers in Hollywood and shit. And then it does, it just like does way better. It's fucking weird. Like how shit works like that. Um, but yeah, so he ended up he ended up finding the the book or whatever, and he wrote a script. Somebody sent somebody sent him the book, and he ended up writing the script to uh, to Clockwork Orange. Um, so yeah, that's how that's how that movie kind of came about. It wasn't it this movie wasn't supposed to come out like he this wasn't in his plan. This was just an offshoot because he couldn't do the actual movie that he wanted to do, the Napoleon uh, one. Yeah, so um, I thought that was kind of interesting, and then one more thing like the reason that there was like so many um sexual images and stuff and like um sexual like just like statues and shit um he said he did that on purpose because like that was that was kind of what was garnering attention and like getting people to like talk at that time Mm -hmm. um so like it was kind of it was kind of like edgy and stuff and like it was like the thing that like people were kind of like on at that time and um like they weren't really doing anything like that in in the theaters like showing fucking rape scenes and shit like that crazy yeah and so so yeah that was kind of like it's like this big like him like fighting back towards the industry but also like playing into what was like mainstream at the time and like kind of edgy and underground and so it was this movie's kind of this movie's kind of interesting like the way it came apart and um so like it wasn't overly sexual because like he's like this fucking sex demon or like like he's this fucking freak. It was like it was he did it on purpose as like a commentary to everything else around him. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, it's also interesting how like just just things in in culture and society, how they change and like how our value 
like this is just coming from me but like how our values shift and like how um it's just like we go through cycles like kind of like clockwork orange but we go through cycles of things that we hate in our culture and that we demonize and then like it just changes and it switches to something else based upon whatever right so like before it was like religion and like christian like religion was the big thing that like everybody was on and like so showing pictures of like demons and shit and stuff was like something that was edgy and like like the 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 what do you call them the people that go against the mainstream wanted to like be on and then at that point it was like like porn wasn't really a big thing like it is now so like sex was something that was used heavily to like garner attention and shit and for people to mm. push back on because like but nowadays porn's like little kids can access porn on their fucking on like little jimmy could go jerk off to fucking his favorite porn star on his cell phone on his ipad or whatever mm-hmm. and it's like it's like not really anything like too crazy like it's it's like so like normal normal now right yeah that like like sex isn't really pushed as much in in like the mainstream is something that's like taboo anymore it's kind of like now it's shifted to something else and like it's just it's just like like a clockwork orange like sh- cycles just shift and like stuff right like that. and um so i don't know i thought that was kind of interesting but so yeah like i said when when i started like picking up everything around the movie that kind of like surrounds it i was like okay this movie is kind of this movie is kind of lit like the way it all came out. have to do a rewatch after this yeah it's it's still like it's not too eye-opening but like i can send you i'll send you a video that kind of like gets into like more of the theory of like the behind the scenes of how the movie was made and shit and it's kind of like oh shit that's crazy that's interesting but um yeah yeah it was cool what would you uh what do you think of alex who's the hero in this movie the hero um who is the hero in this movie there was really nobody with any redemptive qualities, honestly. None, none. It, because I think the 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 whole setting is just like the like how you're saying, just like this dystopian yeah. future where everything's just fucked. Yeah. Um. Yeah, there wasn't really anybody that was like, shit. Yeah, I wouldn't say there is a hero in this movie. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe the parents, <laughs> they're like the best people in the movie. <laughs> Joe. Maybe, yeah. Maybe Joe, he was like the realest one. He was like, bro, go get a job. Like you're a fucking loser. Like, <laughs> like you treat your parents like shit. Come on, man. Like Joe was like the realest one. Um, the villain in this movie obviously probably has to be Alex, right? Alex is on demon time the whole time. <laughs> Alex is literally on demon time 24 seven. That dude was a fucking menace to society. And yeah. like, and then the movie ends and he's still a menace to society. Um, yeah, he didn't really have any growth, which I think a lot of people have problems with when they watch this movie because like people like to see character growth and stuff, and he doesn't really grow at all. He like he goes through shit. Almost, yeah. Yeah, he goes through shit and he kind of learns, and then he and then he just like goes back to his old shit and he's like, fuck this, like it's better being a fucking just demon. And it's like, man, the fuck this movie. Like, like what the fuck? just like clockwork man no but i like that because the the audience doesn't always deserve to get like a some sort of character growth sometimes it is what it is yeah sometimes honestly sometimes people are just who they are and like 
you're just gonna be a piece of shit forever like you fucking suck like type shit unfortunately be like that <laughs> yeah unfortunately um what would you rate what would you rate this movie out of 10 out of 10 i'm gonna go okay okay that's probably yeah that's the lowest one so far right yeah yeah i would say it's about i would say you're probably right on there i would say like seven five to eight somewhere within that range um yeah it wasn't i don't think it's better than the other two movies we saw yeah Um, i like i said i think i think the message was more more woke and like the way it came about was a lot more interesting it wasn't like a traditional just like film of like kubrick like oh i want to make clockwork orange no that's not how it happened um like so i think everything else around it and like the whole the whole history behind the movie is interesting but yeah i think it's the weakest film in the three that we've seen so far i would still how would you rank it among the the three yeah oh so the we- so we got we a current ranking of Kubrick films that we've seen. Space Odyssey number one, Shining number two, and this obviously number three, right? Yeah. That that's my order. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It's I don't know, maybe for me, but it's just hard to because like I see what you're saying, how it's kind of like a political commentary. Yeah. Um just hard to make those things super interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I study politics in college, so like that was my yeah. show, but like um shit that's what I, w- I was thinking the other day because because August asked me she's like what what did paul study in college i was like business no english i for a second i thought you were an english major no nah. because you were always writing yeah no but, political- but it, now it makes sense political science yeah 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 man i've been learning about this fucking fucked up government for too long i'm all jaded and shit i'm a constitutionalist now <laughs> what the I, I, I mean, I kind of, I kind of fuck with that as a as a red blooded American. I fuck with that. <laughs> Put your musk musket muskets in the air. Yeah, if um, the army comes, I have to house them. <laughs> um, shit, man. Yeah, so that's how it goes. Kubrick. Kubrick is still, he Jewish? I'm yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, is that because, a Jewish name? Yeah, because also when they were saying, um, there was a theory about how. 2001 or whatever was a thing about the fucking nazis or something there's so many fucking bro there's uh, so many I theories <laughs> or, or like oh no, no for the shining or one of them like one of them was about like nazis and shit and they're like they're like bro he's jewish oh like, i remember that yeah, yeah i remember reading about that they're like about the shining yeah, yeah they're like he's jewish like why would he fucking like like because like, there was the the indian uh mm-hmm. uh one and then there was the nazi yeah theory right yeah yeah so um yeah on some other shit definitely woke um i still i still fuck with it but yeah this one doesn't really lend itself to too many like wild theories yeah no not really and i i think people i don't know i think it was so weird that people didn't really want to like make too many theories about it maybe like they didn't want to dive mm. too into it they're like let's just let's just leave let's just let this one be right like, what, let it just be its own thing like um i don't know it's it's even though it's like very fictional it's like very easy to see how 
it can be it can be probably the most realistic out of the three films that we've seen so far like it's it's in a fictional world but like the shinings is straight up a horror movie 2001 was a straight up science fiction movie and this one's like yeah it's a crazy dystopian future but like at the same time there are people out there who do shit like this and like are pretty fucked up so um but yeah man i would say i would say what do you what do you think for next you trying to you trying to finish finish off this fucking kubrick shit i think if we what other films do you have I think if we do, I think we should do FMJ and Eyes Wide Shut. I've seen both, but I've only seen Eyes Wide Shut once, Full Metal Jacket. Uh, I, I really like that one. I've never uh, seen that movie, but I kn- I've heard. Have you seen Eyes Wide Shut? No, nah, I've never seen either of them. Well, two very different films. One's a war movie. Yeah. So. It's kind of weird how like all the movies we've done so far are so fucking different. Like they're all by, by one director. Yeah, straight up. It's fucking weird. Um, it's, uh, that is weird because like Michael Bay, you you know exactly what you're going to get. Yeah. And. Even even like Tarantino, like. Right. Like, like Tarantino, he has a do- different settings and shit, but you always kind of know, like, oh, you this know, is, yeah. yeah, like this yeah. is a Tarantino film. But like this one's just like, they're all just so fucking different. And it's like, he's just on some other shit, dude. Um, but yeah, I say, I say if we do continue with this, we could probably do two more. I'd be down to watch Eyes Wide Shut and then Full Metal Jacket in that uh, order or no, whichever, whichever order. Um, that probably, yeah, now that I'm thinking about it, that might be the, best order to do full metal jacket loss um, why just because it's probably is it chronological no um i think it's probably arguably going to be one of his best movies so i would mm-hmm. rather i'd rather end the Kubrick series on a good note than like eyes wide shut where it might be kind of just like whatever tom cruise i mean i don't know maybe maybe eyes wide shut might be super lit i don't know but it's uh maybe because i wasn't when i watched full metal jacket i wasn't really aware of who stanley kubrick was yeah so maybe i i could have missed a lot of like symbolism and, and shit like that yeah um but watching eyes wide shut it was just all over the place because like it was the same type of thing with with clockwork orange you're just like what the fuck is this this like it has to like be something deeper you know yeah and that's the way i felt about eyes wide shut um yeah but if if you're down we can do that or we can just cut it and then go to a different or we can take a break from kubrick and watch something else and then go back to kubrick might as well just finish his his yeah his films right yeah i'm down yeah we'll see which one we want to do next what would you rather do full metal jacket or eyes wide shot uh, i could do eyes wide shut yeah i don't know I, I haven't seen either of them so i don't know what to expect from either I just know I've heard a lot of good shit about Full Metal Jacket. It's like a classic war movie, but that's all I really know. And like the sergeant, I know that he like did a lot of his 
fucking lines like just on the spot yeah it's not like your typical war movie i mean there's hardly any any battles oh really there's not it's not like saving private ryan type shit no it's mainly boot camp oh interesting so it's more like like the relationships within that's a good character development yeah yeah because you see them all the way from boot camp to vietnam and the very end is when they go to war okay interesting yeah i don't know i'm down for whatever but um let me see what time it is there was just a couple couple little topics i had uh nba is obviously fucking rigged how obviously bro that shit is so rigged especially bro how did paul george get put on fucking corona COVID? covid the day before the second playing game bro bro that's some bullshit you know what's funny too i wanted the clippers to lose the first plan against minnesota because i wanted them to play phoenix first round because i think I, I i didn't think i didn't think the clippers could beat memphis i think memphis is too quick and too too young but phoenix is a little more traditional they play a little slower i think I think the Clippers could easily beat Phoenix first round. The the way I see it is like from at least a Lakers fan perspective, and I don't know if you you have the same with as a Clipper fan, but if your team is not full strength, which you guys aren't, yeah, I almost like don't like I don't want to see them make the the playoffs just to lose the first that's, round. That's fair too, but I, I I only wanted them to get to the first round to beat Phoenix. That's all I wanted, and then I wanted them yeah. to go to the second round to Golden State or whatever the fuck Dallas. Devin Booker's hurt. He's yeah. they just said he's out for game three and four. Yep. Book just got hurt off a hamstring. Did you watch? Game. Did you watch that? Yo, Bi's been going off. I didn't see the the play he he got hurt i only watched the fourth quarter um but i saw him dap up a baby <laughs> that was kind of lit I, that was kind of dope yo that that parent's kind of wild like he just like handed he him just that baby. he did, just stuck out his baby yeah i was like uh like all right just oh my stick bro, out your... booker is not that <laughs> <laughs> like what yeah but i mean if someone sticks a baby out at you i guess you're just like fuck it just like what's that little yeah man? um that was kind of funny but yeah I, he was chasing he was chasing down uh he was trying to get a block or something and he was chasing him down in a in transition and like he went up he did a little jump he like just came down regular and then he just started grabbing the back of his leg and like he walked back and then I was what's your like, favorite series so far first round oh so i got pretty mad about the whole clipper thing and i was like trying to boycott the the nba but um Fuck the NBA, man. I'm going back to the NFL. Like, let's talk about some football. Honestly, fuck that bullshit. First of all, let let me get this off. The NBA is trying to become the next biggest fucking reality TV show in America. I just want want everybody to know that the NBA is trying to set up themselves to be a fucking reality show to have all their big main names fucking have us know about their whole fucking personal life and celebrity life. And it's a bunch of bullshit, dog. It's fucking all rigged. It's all scripted. It's all script. All right, I'm good. Um, but my favorite series, Boston, Brooklyn. Oh, yeah. 
down o2 yeah and um who else am i i like i like seeing golden i i like seeing golden state play i think they're really fucking i think they're gonna be pretty what 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 how i don't know you're from sf bro I just get flashbacks of that that really good warrior team state <laughs> watching them. I know. And that's that's the thing too, is like I've seen them, I watch them be fucking scary with yeah. just with just them three, with just him, Draymond, and fucking Clay. Yeah. So like I know they still got it in them to fucking just beast it again. Um if they done my favorite watch. series is uh Minnesota Memphis. That one interesting. Yeah, those two young teams are just they're battling right now. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty decent. Um, Bulls, Milwaukee, it's like whatever. I like watching Giannis, but um, DeRozan's been going off. Um, Middleton's hurt. Yeah, Middleton just got hurt this, this fucking game. Um, yeah, dude, everybody's getting hurt, but like they say, it's part of the fucking, it's part of the playoffs. You're part of the game. You got to deal with in- injuries, but. Oh, I got I got a topic. Uh, did you see Snickers was trending on Twitter? Oh my god, bro, <laughs> bro, this is your topic—the Snickers vein. <laughs> the Snickers vein is your topic, bro. You're a sick fuck. You you like the quick fuck. The the veins remain. <laughs> they said the veins remain. That's ridiculous. That's hella funny though that somebody got a Snickers and they they I've never even thought about that shit. I never knew that was the it's thing. It's from the Snickers official account. I never even knew like somebody so somebody posted a picture of a Snickers bar and it was just all flat and it just like it just looked hella hella jank and they were like where's the vein at like they took out the dick vein <laughs> <laughs> and then and then snickers comments back they tweet back and they're just like they're like good the vein, news. yeah good news the veins <laughs> remain <laughs> and it's like just a picture of a snickers bar all close up all veiny and shit and i'm just like what is going on right now and bro then, the, the the comments on that on that thread are wild that shit is so stupid um that's hella funny yeah, I never honestly though, I I never even knew the Snicker vein was a thing. I just always thought, I don't know what I thought. I just thought it was like just rigid or whatever at the top. <laughs> the, the fact that they acknowledge it though, they're freaks, bro. Yeah, who's running the Snickers? Uh, oh god. <laughs> someone that just chill out. Someone that just graduated college like 2 years ago is running the Snickers account. Um that's just hella funny, dude. Um ASAP Rocky, Rihanna. Damn, Rihanna. Rihanna make you do crazy things, I guess. Bro, first of all, okay. Originally, when I had this topic written, it was about the cheating thing. You think he cheated on her? False. You heard about, you heard about <laughs> my man, black man do not cheat. Um, yes, no. Bro, I think, I don't know. Here's my theory. You want me to get in? You want me to get into it? I think he really cheated on Rihanna while she was pregnant. She got pissed off, but she can't make a big scene about it, right? Because she's Rihanna. She's a fucking billionaire. Like, they can't. It just looks bad. Like, bro, I'm pregnant. I'm Rihanna, and you cheat on me with a fucking shoe designer. So you know what I'm going to do, you bitch? I'm going to get your ass fucking arrested for some shit that happened two years ago. 
and I didn't do it. We just came back from fucking Barbados. We were chilling together. But as soon as you as soon as you touch down, boy, I'm calling my hitters and you're about to get fucking locked up. Or at least you're gonna pay your fucking bail. Um, yeah, I saw the bail was like half a million. Yeah. Um that means they really think he did it. It's a lot of bail. Sources say he really did do it. He pulled out the blick, he shot someone in the fucking is this was this in la uh that is a good question i didn't read where that shit took place i just saw that it would happen in like 2021 or like september or some shit like that remember when trump got him out of sweden that's facts bro bring honestly honestly (laughs) honestly biden got to step his name up get him off these charges no On God, Joe Byron, get ASAP Rocky off these charges. Yeah, yeah it was. He said Joe Byron. Um, bro, I think I think Joe, I think Joe, I think Trump's gonna win, dude. He's running again. You know that, right? Is he? Yeah. I he was trending today because he was on uh, Piers Morgan. You ever heard oh, of that okay. dude? Yeah. Um, Did an interview with him, and and Trump got all pissed off because. Morgan was like, "You didn't win," and he left the interview. <laughs> oh, wow. that's funny. Uh, you watch, uh, you watch Full Send or the Nelk Boys. Didn't they do an interview with him? Yeah, so they did an interview with him, and they fucking they just basically asked him like he pretty much confirmed that he's gonna run again without saying it. He's like, I can't. He's like, I can't really say anything about the about the election, but right. But a lot of people are saying, yeah. Um, but so he pretty much confirmed that he's gonna run again. He's like, he said something like, "You'll you'll just be surprised, or whatever. You'll be in a good for a good surprise." And I think, dude, I think a lot of like from what I'm seeing, I think a lot of people are actually gonna be down with Trump again. I don't. I I I I agree that there are gonna be a lot of people, but I think the uh, the January sixth people or January sixth might have, might have swayed some people away. The the capital thing oh the capital storm possibly with him and his proud boys or whatever the fuck Um, yeah possibly but i think dude like everything so like we're all like our just fucking attention spans are so short and like we just always jump on the next fucking news story so like this shit could like change within like a week if if byron did something stupid like yo why do you call him byron (laughs) because he's joe byron (laughs) hey yo um <laughs> uh fucking you've seen that video right joe byron yeah, yeah yeah um but fucking people are pissed about the gas prices people are pissed about the fucking people are just pissed about everything due to like everybody pretty much is con- convinced that he has he has like onset dementia and like he just forgets everything and he's like just fucking fading out of existence um i don't well, know man neither of them really just someone a little bit younger. <laughs> yeah, th- yeah. Come on, man. Like, why, why, why are we even forcing ourselves to pick between these two? Yeah, like, it's not like he's. I don't like. He's not. What is he like? Two years younger. Yeah, some bullshit like that. And it's <laughs> like, like, come on. Yeah. What are pretty, we doing? It's pretty ridiculous, dude. Um, but I don't know. Shit's gonna be interesting the way it plays out. I think. I think. Uh, Joe. I think Biden's trying to get the whole cancel student debt thing right now going so you can have that on his resume but we shall see he's been promising that since he got in 
the governor is going to run in California. I thought, uh, and then Caitlin's running for, for governor, right? What, bro? That's family right there. Caitlin. How you do that? That's family. I didn't, I, I, I didn't know. But back in her, her Bruce days, Bruce uh-huh. was like an animal, like uh, athlete wise. Yeah, dude, he was a fucking like, beast. Like elite, elite. I, I didn't know this. I mean, I knew it was Olympian, but sometimes you know you see Olympians like yeah coming come tenth or whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but no, dude was dude was elite. That's yeah, he, crazy. He was setting like records and shit. Yeah, yeah like yeah, straight yeah. up. Um. Yeah, that's fucking that's fucking so dope. Like that's so gangster. Um, and then just to be like, fuck it, I'm just gonna go just just be myself and just fucking yeah, that shit's crazy. But I I fuck with I fuck with Bruce Jenner. And I also fuck I also fuck with Kayla Jenner. Both, yeah. But I don't know if I'm gonna vote for Caitlyn. I'm sorry. That's just I, I take politics a little too more seriously. Right? I think I think I'm gonna have to see your platform first, Caitlyn. Um, you you be switching sides too much. Nah, nah. I'm just saying, like, like I just no, I'm, no, not not you. Oh, <laughs> you know what I'm? Nah, come on, man. I, <laughs> I'm too dead, too wishy washy for I'm me. Dead. I don't know. I'm dead. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, fucking shit. Anyways, yeah, ASAP Rocky just got arrested and he's free. That's that's my theory. I think uh, we shall see what happens with that. At least you know he's not just a pretty boy. He's really with the shits. Speaking of somebody who speaking of somebody who's with the shits, the baby. He shot motherfucker in his leg, and then and then did, called. Did the you cop. hear him on the nine on one? Bro, that was so hilarious. The dude in the dude back. in the back's like, oh. <laughs> The dude was screaming like he was dying. It was like, bro, you just got shot in the leg. Relax. Like, I was like, the dude's OD for real. But that shit was hilarious. In the back. Ah! No, I just saw the baby try to kiss one of his fans. Oh, that was pretty funny, too. When he got curved by that chick. Yeah. Yeah. That bro. Was, I think he was hella drunk. And, like, he was just like, fuck it. I can pull a chick. I can pull a kiss off this chick right now. And she was like, uh, No. um yeah bro he shot that dude in the leg uh the thing the thing with that was like at first i was like oh that's kind of gangster like like i'm glad you didn't kill that dude because you could have easily killed that dude if you wanted to um i was like that's kind of dope you just shot him in the leg and let him live but then i started thinking about and i was like i mean dude was still trespassing like why are you on my property as a stranger but at the same time, what if it's like just a fan? Like, what if what if dude was just like a the way he was screaming sound like he wasn't really too much trouble, like he wasn't that big of a like that big of a problem. No, but there there's been fans that like kill kill that's the true. people they're obsessed with. That's true. But like, yeah, yeah, you're right. I'm glad I'm glad he didn't kill him though, because he already has one body under his belt. Um, where he killed that dude in Walmart or whatever. The, the Walmart, yeah, yeah. I don't want any smoke with anyone who shoots someone in Walmart. So, uh, yeah, I take back any slander. Um, so he already has one body. I was like, bro, you don't need to, to like 
that we know of yeah i was like please don't kill anybody else like i'm glad you just shot that dude in the leg like that was kind of some og shit that's kind of some g shit that's that's the new american dream to have a body under your belt to be able to legally shoot someone yeah 100 and and get get away with it that that's the 100 the american dream facts facts yeah like like you like you gangster for that um yeah that's all I got, really. Um, I have if so, a lot of people are 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 leaving California, going to Austin, going to places like Austin and Denver. Where where would you go? Honestly, I I just ta- I just had a conversation about this too. Um, if I were to leave, I don't think I could ever live somewhere outside of California if I stay in the States, um, maybe New York. You would go to another city. I, w- I would go to, uh, another country and like, no. I w- oh, okay, okay. Oh, what'd I say? LA? Or- you said, uh, uh, New York. Oh yeah. But I, I could, I couldn't live anywhere else besides California in my opinion. Okay. Um, so like if, if I were to stay in the States, maybe New York, but I've never lived in New York, so I don't really know um but yeah if so i would just go to a different country honestly i think i'm gonna end up going to like italy or something and just like there you hitching, go hitching up with like some little farm girl like like who's just <laughs> on a vineyard or something and like we're just gonna have a cool little farm life abalonia yeah that's what i that's that's my vibe i think i'm gonna find my wife across across the seas there you go why where would you go i don't know man i am freaking young zilla over here checking home prices and shit (laughs) damn honestly huh other states are looking tempting honestly uh one of my buddies just got promoted he's he works out here in vc and he got promoted to a job out in la and kind of like close to like um more like closer to like the hood though like compton and like but it's still it's still a good job. But he downtown? Was, no, it's he he works over like a territory basically. He sees he oversees like a big territory of like the big south area. Um kind of like <coughs> Long Lawndale and all that shit down there, Hawthorne and all that shit. Um so he's like over there, but he was realizing like because he's only ever lived here, and he was realizing like, oh shit, it's kind of expensive out there. And like and I'm like, dude, I know. So he was like, he was like, bro, I might just take a position out somewhere in fucking like Montana or somewhere and just fucking just buy. He was all looking up houses and shit. And he's like, dude, I can get like a fucking four bedroom house for like the same price with a little bit of land with a couple acres or two bedroom house with a couple acres in Montana for like the same price. And I'm gonna pay for one bedroom apartment over here in LA. I have to hit that South Carolina flow. Hey, wait, where's a nah, J. Cole from North Carolina though. Hey, would you ever fuck with Maine? Yeah, like they got Maine, Maine, New Hampshire. They got, <laughs> I would, and Rhode Island too. Bro, have Have you ever seen like the what it looks like out there, like with the trees and? Yeah, it looks pretty nice with like the docks and shit. Yeah, like boats and, and shit. And like during the fall, when when all the when when all those uh, all the changing of the colors of the trees and all that. Yeah, I would. Is that what you're? Is that what you're trying to? But bro, you got a job to like, 
You're kind of stuck over here. They got a Nashville office. Hey, hey, what? That'd be a vibe. I feel like it's kind of expensive over there, too, though. Cheaper than here. That's true. Taxes is another big thing. Bro, I had to pay taxes this year. You did? Yes. I was you're probably you're, you're filling it out wrong, then. <laughs> no, bro. You're that's what filling it out wrong. <laughs> <laughs> nah, bro. I'm just making too much bread. Like, I don't know. I don't know. This is the first time I've ever, ever in my life paid taxes. And like, I'm like, that's what? crazy. Yeah, dude. I was pissed. And even a lot of other people that I know got really small refunds. They're like, I only got like maybe 30 bucks, 100 bucks back. And like, I know, dude. I think we're all getting fucked because of stimulus or some shit. I got a pretty good return. I don't know what happened. Like everybody that I know got fucked by taxes, only got like less than 200 bucks back or they had to pay. Oh, wow. And so I'm like, I don't know what's going on, but um, yeah, dude, I was filling out my taxes. I started doing them like the first day that I could at like the beginning of fucking January, whatever the fuck, February. I was like, hell yeah. I was all stoked. I was like, I'm gonna put this money back right. in my, into my businesses, my shirts and my shit. And then um, I start filling them out and then boom, it just hits me with the fucking red, red negative. Oof. And I was like, oh, and immediately like I try to change it, change some numbers. And then because my home, I, I told my homie, <laughs> yeah. I, I told my <laughs> I told my homie, I was like, hey, man, like, what's up? Like, what's going on here? And then, like, hey, what, what's your kid's social security? Number? Yeah, 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 let me, let me yeah. get that dependent. Yeah, just real quick. And then um, he was like, I don't know. He's like, he's like, you should try like changing some of your fucking your your deductibles or whatever. And I was like, all right, let me go check one more time. Go back in, start messing with the numbers a little bit, see what I could do. Boom. It hits me with a fatter negative sign. And I was like, bruh, I was like, no, no, give me the other one. Like, go back to the other one. So but either way, I still had to pay. And then I had to pay. So you have to pay to file your taxes. Right. And then you, and then you have to pay after that so i had to pay to pay i was like what kind of shit is this bro i was pissed i was fucking heated i don't know what happened but either way it was some stupid ass shit but i filed them yesterday <laughs> like three days late <laughs> <laughs> but fuck it i don't know man um yeah, besides that, everything's good. Nothing else came up really. Just been chilling. Uh I'm going out there probably Friday after work. Friday after work. Okay. What time? Or Thursday. What time are you guys leaving? Thursday night. Like super late or like evening time? Evening time. Yeah, uh, I can go Thursday, I guess. I just I have to drive back to work in the morning. I could probably just go Thursday and then just fucking, I'll just take Friday off, honestly. That's what I'll probably do. Is that, is it, will you be able to do that? Like, I don't want to ask, like, I feel like that's kind of a lot. No, I, it's, they're, it's pretty cool. I'm able to just kind of make my own schedule type shit. All right. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, I didn't realize it until like 
because I was like, why does this dude want me to watch this fucking house? And then I was like, oh, this motherfucker got cats. And I was, yeah. like, I was like, he probably wants me to feed his cats and shit. And I was like, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, music, a bunch of music coming out. Oh, my song comes out. Hey, shout out. Hey, no bull. I got, I got two songs dropping tomorrow, Friday, the 22nd. And, uh, or shit, my bad. This is recorded on Thursday. Um, I mean, Wednesday. Um, I got two songs coming out, 22nd. One's a slow song. The other one's kind of like a rap song, but it's cool. Let's go. It's called Plan B. Hey. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. It's important. <laughs> um, like when you hey, what's got... that? What? <clears throat> that 21 Savage one? Which, which one? I don't know how it goes. Something about made her take a plan B. <laughs> Facts. Hey, when you ain't got a plan A, you gotta got a plan B and a plan C. Um other music that's coming out, Kendrick. Fucking announced he's dropping an album May 13th. Who? Kendrick. Oh yeah, yeah. May May 13th, you hype for that? You just whatever. Oh no. It's the, one of the The God returns. The God MC. The I I I guess, yeah. I mean, I'll listen to it. Yeah, 100 percent Uh Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers is what it's called. So I I fuck with baby Keem. I fuck with Keem too. Um you also got future coming out, I think yeah. this Friday. You yeah. Got, um he he said that um he said that he's not toxic, all the other women are toxic. Right. That's what Facts. I was gonna say. Facts. That's a, that's they just don't want to admit it. That's such a toxic thing to say. <laughs> Our toxic. I, I'm not. Back. I'm not acting crazy. You're acting crazy. <laughs> I'm gonna gaslight you, bitch. Um, uh, nah, that's speaking of gaslight. We had this. Uh, we had this neighbor, and I was just like, she would just yell at him all the time. She's like, Trevor, stop fucking gaslighting me. <laughs> oh my god. I know. Yeah, that 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 word became like quickly like a uh, one of those fucking just mainstream yeah. words that got over. Yeah, um, that's hella funny. Yeah, our toxic king coming back. Facts. He drinks uh, ling ling ling. It's not embarrassing. Yep. Um, also, he, he wants more kids. He got like eight kids already. <laughs> Nick Cannon with with another kid. Facts. Wait, Nick Cannon's having another kid uh i don't know i don't know how many he has but he has a lot and he's always he's he's always he's always he's always dropping a new baby announcement every year oh that's what it was easter he had like all his baby mamas and all his kids (laughs) at the same party (laughs) it was like six of them shit that's lit that's fucking lit i'm trying to have 10 baby mamas too shout out to canon that's why he's always he's got all those alimony or child supports. That's why he's on Wild and Out freaking 12 hours a day. He's on Wild and Out and fucking America's Got Talent. Fucking, really? Yeah, I think he does some other hosting shows. Dude, who oh. watches those like 
ABC, those like ABC. I don't know, bro. I think people like who like in the middle of America or something. I don't know. I don't want to say anything that offends anybody, but I don't know. I don't really know who watches anybody who watches cables, though. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Like if you're if you're tuning in for like the 7 p.m. KCAL <laughs> news, holler at us. We, yeah, we want to yeah, get your perspective. Yeah, what do you th- what do you think about uh, the mass singer? Tell me what you think about the mass singer. <laughs> yeah, let us know. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. But either way, now like, the game shows are getting stupid and stupider. That there's one called Rat in the Kitchen. Have you seen that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like they, what the fuck? They are getting fucking wild, dude. I was thinking the same thing. I was like, this Rat is- in the Kitchen. Like, bro, what? Like, we already have cooking shows. Just leave yeah. it. At there. <laughs> Yeah, dude. Shit's crazy. Um, um I had something else on the I forgot. Young Thug announced. Another legendary uh cover uh yeah. album cover. Just he's just covered in the slime in the ooze. <laughs> uh, I forgot what date he said he was dropping, but I think in May. Slam. Six. Remember, he was going by sex. Yeah, he was going by sex. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking thug, dude. He's a fucking interesting dude. Uh, Do you you watch any any Marvel stuff? Yeah, I'm big on Marvel. Dude, I just got into Marvel. Like, bro, uh, don't tell me that. You were the one that I don't really watch those like superhero movies type shit. I was, I was, I was blind. I was. You were sleep. I was asleep. They're, they're I fire. was asleep. Bro, so fire. Which so ones did you watch? I finally got on the wave maybe about eight, six months ago. Okay. And I watched fuck. You start from the beginning or what? Which ones haven't I watched? Damn, my bad. Hey, no, they- I- it, you, you you're a marvel noob if you're watching them in chronological i'll just say it like that <laughs> oh you got the marvel sequence <laughs> you know, the super marvel sequence where you're supposed to watch them in a certain order um you watch all the big ones like like fucking Avengers yeah. and shit yeah yeah i watched all the event the ones i didn't watch was um what's what's the miss marvel name or something like that oh yeah uh, captain marvel yeah i didn't watch hers i didn't watch that one either I heard that one's kind of easy to skip. Um, yeah, bro, they they really took over the fucking the big blockbuster fucking scene for a little bit, right? And, and the reason I bring it up is now is just because I feel like I'm so behind because now they have like all these like Disney Plus uh, like shows shows. Yeah, yeah. I'm just like, dude, I'm um, not even there. If you want to watch the good ones, uh, the Loki and Captain. Uh, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Those are fire. Um, the shows or the movie? Yeah, the, the shows. They have a Loki Winter- show. Loki and Winter Soldier is one show? No, they have a, a Loki show just called Loki. Right. That one's fire. And then they have a Falcon and Winter Soldier where it's it's a Anthony Mackie and then it's Bucky. Nice. And it's like a buddy cop show, but it's they're both fucking really good, dude. Like 
like I, I usually don't like a lot of those shows because like they're kind of cheesy and like they feel right, like right. they feel like a TV show. But like those two shows feel like extensions of the movies. And I was like, fuck, these are good. Was WandaVision worth it? WandaVision's good. It's just a little weird. And I didn't finish it, so I can't really say, but it's a it's different. It's it's a lot more slow. It's like real like meta. But whereas like Falcon and Winter Soldier is a lot more action and they're they're talking about like um it gets more like character development into like mm. the Falcon and Winter Soldier. And then Loki, Loki's dope. And it's just that one's like super like kind of acid trippy, but it's like uh it's just real weird and stuff. Well, and, I have to do uh, on on a noble chapter of uh the different Batmans that came out kind of to to rank the uh the Batmans. I think we should. So but, I, but we gotta put like a uh, a limit on how far <laughs> we're going back. Uh, I don't want to see. <laughs> Wait, you ain't trying to see Adam West in the in the gray tidy whities Where the where they punch and it's like pow. Yeah. yeah. No, I see. Yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah, you'd probably have to start at like Michael Keaton and like Jack Nicholson. Yeah, yeah. I'm down with that. Yeah. Um yeah, dude. Yeah, superhero movies are dope. Um they're fucking probably only gonna keep getting bigger. At least for now, until they jump on a new wave of whatever the next big hit is. But that's cool that you're finally going back and watching all of them. Because I remember yeah. when you, I remember when you told me that you're like, ah, I don't really watch all those superheroes. I was like, bro, you're missing out on some good fucking movies. I I, I was, and I, I watched them now. I'm just like, this shit's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I fuck with Ant Man, Ant Man yeah, and the Wasp. Yeah, Paul Rudd's cool. Paul Rudd's funny. Ant-Man was funny. Uh, they're making a new Thor. They just dropped the trailer for the new Thor, directed by yeah, Ty- yeah, yeah. I saw that. Directed Love by and, uh, something else. Yeah, Love and Thunder, I think. Um, and then they have the Doctor Strange one that's coming out. I'm kind of excited for Doctor. Sh- Did you watch the first Doctor Strange? Mm-hmm. That one's good, dude. Mm-hmm. I was surprised at how good it was. Um, like he gets in that fucking car accident and shit, and he like can't mm-hmm. use his hands anymore, and like he's a surgeon. I was like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> i was Fucked like his own flow up <laughs> um yeah but that new that new dr strange coming out this would be pretty good this would be like super acid trippy too i think uh shang uh, chi came out that one was pretty good too oh speaking of acid trippy you know what i watched for the first time matrix oh yeah you told me that um that yeah that movie's fucking lit dude bro meta as fuck that movie's way too lit um way too woke too like come on yeah that first one's a classic i'm gonna i'm gonna actually go back and watch somebody i was watching something where because you know the the newest one everybody's kind of like shitting on it and like did it come out yet yeah the new one came out um uh it must have not been that good then yeah like everybody was kind of shitting on it but um they're just saying like everybody seemed old and it just seemed slow and just whatever whatever but um I I saw something where they're saying kind of like the message behind it, and I was like, you know, that sounds kind of good. So I'm gonna go back and watch that because I haven't seen it yet. So I'm gonna go watch that the new Matrix. I say you go watch number two. Number two is kind of cool. Didn't you say it's more like blockbustery? Yeah, um, there's some bad CGI in it at some points, but but it's like there's some there's some cool action scenes in there, and like um, I say number two is worth it. Morpheus come back? Oh yeah, Morpheus is always there. 
You can't take out Marcus. Didn't he pass? What? In real life? I thought so. No, 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 no. Not Lawrence. Oh, no, that's Prince. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? That's where we're ending the Noble podcast. Thank you, everybody, for coming out. This was um, for showing out. Show your tits. Um, yep. This was cool. Um, yeah, we'll jump on. We'll... I kind of just want to be done with this with this Kubrick series, low key. But dude, let's 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 just uh, let's let's hop on a new wave then. Fuck it. What do you want to do then? It should just be about a, a good. We shouldn't force anything. That's true. That's true. Um, fucking, we could do something just fucking that's popular, or we could just do. We could we could rate like Pino scenes. Whoa! What? <laughs> <laughs> fucking Mr. Skin. Uh, Riley Reed, great performance. Yes, yes, Elsa Jean, great performance. Yes. Uh, <laughs> um. Yeah, man, we'll talk about it. I don't know. The next thing I was thinking too was maybe Tarantino, but I don't know. I've already seen most of Tarantino's films. We could do. Um... The only ones I haven't seen is like the new one, the Hollywood one, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood or whatever. I heard that one's pretty good though. We could do a song. We could do we could do a a, a food dish, a TV show. What? That'd be interesting. Um, oh, dives, drives, and dinings with Guy Guy Fieri. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, we started episode one. Anthony Bourdain. Oh, rest in peace. I, I watched the Chappelle thing and Chappelle roasted him. Oh damn, yeah, Chappelle roasted Chappelle. A little woke, he'll be roasting a lot of people. Yeah, like he, like he don't fuck with Elvis either because like he's very pro black. So, but like I, I I see his points. Like sometimes he, most of the time he's not wrong. <laughs> he's just it's just uh. He's Chappelle. Chappelle shows fucking classic. I used to watch those all the time. Those shows are hilarious. Um, yeah, I don't know if if you think about something throughout the week or whatever, let me know. Something. We should do a comedy. That'd be funny. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, fucking um, like the Seth Rogen films, the Judd Apatow films. Like fucking forty old virgin, knocked up. This is the end. Uh, those are, yeah. I haven't seen. I heard "Don't Look Up" is pretty good. Yeah, I watched that. That was it. Was it was pretty good actually? It's very. Yeah, um, I haven't seen it. It's very meta. Is it um, funny? It is kind of funny, and it it does kind of make you think. Um, it's worth watching. It's a it's a cool like little hour and a half, hour forty five. Yeah. Um. It's not like mind blowing or anything, but it's just like it's just like a satirical comedy yeah. on like where we are and with technology and shit. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we should we should do we should do comedy or something, someone someone light. Yeah, like full metal jacket is comedy, right? How baked? How, or, uh, <laughs> half uh, half baked? Half baked. That'd be funny. Uh yeah, I'm down. I'm down to do a comedy. 
we could do like those early 2000 movies where there's just like blatant <laughs> racism that's just like in in the comedies you know what i mean yeah we could just do only Polly shore movies <laughs> <laughs> wait what where that's the NC- that's encino man i know but like I was just having a conversation about him. Yeah, Pauly Shore on some other shit. He was in the Goofy movie too. Legendary. That's a classic. Shatter. Yo, doesn't he go to college or some shit? <laughs> I think so. I don't know. Um, yeah, no, I wasn't being serious though. Uh, but yeah, well, I'm down to a comedy. Figure out something. We could do like bad good movies. Like, uh, like Encino Man. Oh, okay, I see what you're saying. It, it like, like a category of itself, like, like really bad, like worst rated rotten move, rotten tomato movies that are like fucking classic. You ever seen like those old uh, Bill Murray films, like Caddyshack and stuff? Yeah, and what about Bob? Yeah, those are pretty funny. It's like it's like different humor though definitely see like the different humor throughout the throughout the generations throughout the decades okay um, I, I i like the direction that's going i don't know about you yeah yeah let me uh yeah let me know what you think figure out something and i'm down yeah because i don't okay. I, like like i said I, I was kind of feeling like fuck i have to keep watching these cubic films like pushing through this shit but yeah like we don't have to keep doing that shit like fuck it yeah yeah no we should we uh, well come back to it whenever we feel like it but should definitely feel more more organic whatever we're feeling yeah it's facts i'm down with that all right man yep that's it that was no bull episode three let's cap it off say thank you for being here fuck you if you're not here um thank you to our first time and last time listeners oh and (laughs) <laughs> nah, we need to get a soundboard, dude, for real. All right, I'm out of here.